think it's also fitting that after we synced with gay frogs that both of us had to clear our throats almost as if we had a frog oh, wow. in our collective throats um were those frogs gay probably again they're underrepresented under um represented you're like did it work <laughs> i know it didn't i know it wouldn't before i said it and mm. then again as i was trying to figure out how to say it and then lastly after the fact when we're still talking about it i like though you you just go for it you know you don't mm-hmm. hold back. No. You, you, uh, you really like you commit to the joke. Punching, punching women. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to state on the record, because sometimes I feel like, uh, obviously these are jokes, but I just have mm-hmm. to let the world know. That you I, love to hit people, no matter the gender. That's true. <laughs> that is true. But I do not listen to Alex Jones. Okay. Just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> That's where you need to, you feel you need to clarify. Yes. Yeah. Cl- yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I clarificate all over this bitch. Mm-hmm. I didn't like saying that. I'm sorry. I felt dirty. This is just the lawyer it. for Let's Talk About Stuff. I think it's important that we <laughs> note that Stephen Fisher does not punch anyone at all. Not men, not women, not gender nonconforming people. He does not punch anyone. <laughs> Just babies. Only babies. <laughs> With their ears pierced. Again, that could be male or female. I just love to go to like uh, uh, the mall, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, they have like those little stands where they're piercing babies' ears. I just like to walk by and just punch them. Yeah, I mean, you hang out outside of Claire's all the time. That's what right? I was looking for. I couldn't remember what the fuck it was called. <laughs> I don't go to malls anymore. I've never been inside of Claire's. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I just walk by Claire. They're already crying, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just add to the confusion. And just you usually just walk, walk by and say, I'll give you something to cry about, like yeah. mid-punch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my MO. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Yeah. Because you know. I think I can still go to jail for punching babies, but... Probably. But our lawyer said it was okay. I just heard him, so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they cleared that. Yeah. We ran it by legal. They said it was fine. They said, baby can't sue. Legally, a baby can't sue. Yeah, there you sue. go. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. And this is why I shouldn't have kids. Right. Um, so, Brent. <laughs> Hello. We, we have a lot to talk about today. What do you say? We are doing it. Let's do it. Excellent. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome, welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Oh, I was going to do it too. We should have done it together. I should have stopped. Shall we do it on three? Yeah. One, two, three. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. <laughs> you said do it. I was doing okay. the... No. Yeah, he, put a, he put his finger inside of a hand yep. that was shaped like an O. Yep. As if to simulate... <laughs> as if to simulate... <laughs> simulate... Do it. Hand fornication. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now the Westboro Baptist Church is after us. <laughs> you can't fuck hands. <laughs> oh boy! But yeah, oh, do you want to do you want to count it down? Um, I mean, okay. whatever. We've probably already passed that. Should we? Oh, fuck it. Let's just do it. <laughs> We've come this far. <laughs> Look, people will stop listening at this point. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 yeah. no, Brent. We're good now. We're good. We'll see. 
let's let's uh let's do the welcome let's talk about okay. stuff thing okay on three and we'll see if we can pull it off we'll see if we can continue the show being good yeah all right so on three one two three welcome, welcome to, to let's, let's talk, talk about, about stuff, stuff. oh that was okay. pretty good i think so okay Man. i think i think we're there okay <laughs> okay <laughs> the show's good now <laughs> all right we're back we're back at it we're back at it. so before yeah. we um I guess start talking about stuff. Uh, mm. As we mentioned on the last episode, this is going to be a pop culture catch up episode. Um, Stephen and I each have, eh, I don't know, a couple of things to to mention. Just a few <laughs> that we've enjoyed recently. <laughs> um, but before we jump into all of that, um, I've got some pop culture news that I wanted to mention on the show real quick. Um, yes. So Avengers: Endgame is now the is now officially the highest grossing film of all time, beating Avatar. Uh, yeah. which is a, a Fox property, um, which is now owned by Disney. So Disney has effectively beat itself uh, at this point. Mm. Um, but this is, uh, yeah, it's like a, a big deal. I knew we could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like... Uh, I didn't. I wasn't the sure. The team won. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> seemed, like, seemed like it was going to take a while. But, um, you know, I don't think James Cameron is feeling too bad about yeah. being beat because, like, you really take into perspective, like, it took Marvel 22 films to do that. Yeah. And James Cameron came hot out the gate with a brand new IP mm-hmm. and just held that record for nigh upon a decade. Yeah. You know? It's it's just weird. It's like uh, Avatar. I liked it when it came out. I haven't seen it in a while. But it's, uh, I, I mean, I liked it, but it's not like, a. it's more of like the, the spectacle of the movie and the world mm-hmm. he built and the 3D of it, you know? That really was so good when it first came out, but it's, uh, I just, I'm glad that like Endgame feels like more of a triumph after 22 movies, you know, to, to kind of yeah. get there and hold that spot. And uh, I obviously liked it so much. I liked it more than I would say Avatar by far. So uh, it was very, it was a triumph. It was nice to, to hear that finally happened. So, yeah. Um, Speaking of box office, Spider-Man Far From Home is the first Spider-Man movie to make $1 billion. Cool. Uh, previously, it was held by, or the, like the record for Spider-Man films was held by everyone's favorite Spider-Man 3. Uh, I think we can all agree. They what a clusterfuck. Yeah. That was, when I hear that, that that's just like, it's, it's like everybody was like, Spider-Man 2 was really good. Mm-hmm. And then everybody just went to Spider-Man 3 and, they, and then we were like, wait, What? What's happening? <laughs> but it still made the most money. That's so sad. Yeah. 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 Ugh, um, and uh, according to rumors, look to the right, look to the left. This gives Marvel Studios the right to continue mm. using the character. I don't know if you heard about this. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, heard about it on Infowars. Um, <laughs> but, but evidently, like in the Sony uh, Marvel Studios, like, or I guess the Sony Disney um, agreement. Um, one of the standalone Spider-Man movies would have to make a billion dollars, like, mm. for them to be able to continue to use the character. Yeah, like in like in Phase Three or whatever. Um, and they got there, so I guess Marvel will continue to be able to uh, to use that character. Which, yeah. uh, from what I understand, there's like one final movie in Tom Holland's standalone okay. like uh, contract or whatever. Mm. But I'm sure they could convince him to re up or whatever. So. It would be really cool to see because uh, this one's this series has been so fun to see him in high school, and mm-hmm. uh, we won't get into to spoilers and stuff of what happens in Far From Home, but like uh, it, it's definitely going to open the world up for him a lot more. It'd be really interesting yeah. to see him continue in that character as a, a young adult and uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, kind of, there's a lot of stuff, obviously, uh, with, uh, like Tony Stark and stuff and his relationship and like him taking over a mantle of like the, the big hero or whatever. And so just seeing wherever he could go with that would be really interesting. Yeah. And again, no spoilers for far from home, but as we know, he's pregnant now. Um, they juniored him. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see how he raises that baby. They juniored him. I just imagine mm-hmm. that poster from junior of him <laughs> with a big belly and then next to him, like Danny DeVito, like what? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That, okay. Since you brought it up, I guess we should announce Danny DeVito is playing Wolverine and <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh man. Homebound and pregnant. Um, oh, nice. so yeah, it'll, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think I, we're all going to dig it. <laughs> I really, I, this really works. Like I, I would legit watch this movie if right. like if, uh, MJ, you know, was, was a part of this crew and she was like, yeah, you know, it's cool. I'm cool with, uh, with Peter and his pregnant belly. Uh, there's like a whole like dynamic there. They could, they could explore, you know, mm-hmm. like who's the caretaker. Is it her? Is it Ned? I like that a lot. Um, Obviously, Tom Holland could pull this this roll off, you know, doing the Maz classes, you know, all oh, that yeah. stuff. It'd be yeah. great. He's practicing mm-hmm. the breathing, and then like as he's doing it, some web fires out of his wrist. He's like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> he doesn't even have web shooters on. It's just that they've decided to make it organic web shooters again. Mm-hmm. They're just like, "Fuck it, we got a pregnant Let's go with it." <laughs> Peter Parker. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, in my final. My final bit of news is uh, on July 3rd, the comic world was set ablaze by a surprise in that the Walking Dead comic series came to a surprising end on that issue. Um, Did you hear about this? This is all stuff that I I had heard and then forgot to talk about on here. I can't believe it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, uh, fucking crazy, man. Yeah. It ended with issue 193. Wow. which is a shitload of, of issues. Yeah. Um, I'm about 20 issues behind, and uh, I will eventually catch up. But, uh, yeah, it was a, a surprise because um, in the way that comics are published, uh, publishers send out these advanced solicitations so retailers can decide, you know, what's what's taking place in that, that issue for the most part. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just, like, hints at, at what's to come or whatever. Uh, but they have to order the issues like three months in advance, essentially. Yeah. Uh, because it's not just like a regular bookstore. You don't know what's going to sell, what's not. You're limited on space, yada, yada. So The Walking Dead had solicited issues up through mm-hmm. like July, I think, maybe August or whatever. Um, so when this issue came out and it was the final issue, everyone was surprised, you know? Nobody. Yeah thought otherwise um if anything you would have thought it would have ended on like issue 200 or yeah, you know, yeah. a round number but they just went toward a uh, a more natural conclusion but i i think it's pretty awesome that they just ended it on their terms you know in a surprising way um that issue is like triple size maybe quadruple sized mm-hmm. so the issues that they like had solicited yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's wow. ma- oh it's massive it's like a plane wing <laughs> yeah but uh you need a giant but, table Oh man, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, you gotta like have somebody come out and restructure your oh, doorway wow. just so you yeah. get this comic book in your house. It's, That's nice of them. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. But you get a coupon on the <laughs> the back cover. There's a coupon also for doorway. very large. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so they they've got the the whole story out and available to read at this point. So um, and the thing about Walking Dead is 
it was the uh, zombie story that never ends. Yeah, that that's what, eventually yeah. it ended. So, and I'm glad he was able to do it on his terms, Robert Kirkman, mm-hmm. and uh, the whole creative team there. Uh, it's pretty pretty impressive. Most independent comics don't run that long, so yeah, it's quite true. a feat. Mm-hmm. I I'm not sure how I feel about it, just because uh, I loved the idea from the interviews that I heard about him talking about it and stuff. Uh, that he was like, I don't like zombie movies because they just end. Mm-hmm. And it's like, obviously, this is like changed the whole world. It's going to keep going. And it was such a unique idea to just keep going and seeing what happens. And like, it uh, it always was, but it certainly be- it seemed to like to become much more of like a human story, just how humans would interact in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe less and less about just zombies, you know, attacking him and stuff. And uh, it just seemed like out of the blue, like, I. I- I, I don't know, like, I, I don't know what I was thinking otherwise. Like, would he have literally done that until he died? Like, would it just kept going forever? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's clearly not yeah. going to stay the same quality. Like, I don't know that anything could for, like, decades, you yeah. know. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, it just seems, like, kind of bittersweet. seems kind of sad that it's, mm-hmm. like, it, it is the story that never ends that, that finally ended. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, I guess, if it, I'd have to read it. I, I did hear a little bit about people saying that they liked the last issue and how it, mm-hmm. like wrapped things up or however it ended or whatever. But, uh, I, I hadn't read that book in so long now. Um, definitely makes me curious to kind of go back and, uh, maybe finish mm-hmm. the story now that it's done. So, yeah, I think that's some more incentive for me. Like I said, mm-hmm. I'm about 20 issues behind just because it's just like, okay, it's, it's going and going and going. Yeah. I'll eventually like catch up. Those, those issues are so like bingeable. Like the story yeah. is just so, um, uh, gripping, I guess. Um, mm that uh it'll, it'll I'll eventually catch up and uh let you know how it goes yeah cool i think uh I'm, well, I'm 20 issues behind you're about 100 ish <laughs> uh, i would imagine yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've read the first two compendiums so wherever that ended mm-hmm. and i'm not sure if i read i think i maybe read a few uh like trades after that but yeah that's all i really remember like where i was and uh, the last time I flipped through one of those, I didn't remember a lot of the second compendium anyway. So I was like, I just got to start over probably at this point. It's been years. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd these zombies come from? Yeah, all right. <laughs> What's happening? Do you watch, uh, on, on related news, uh, related news, related news, they, uh, they're doing like another spinoff. And then the, uh, is oh, The Walking know. Dead done or it's, it's over soon or something like that? Do you watch that? Or uh, no, we, we fell off of it a few seasons back. Mm-hmm. Um, we just kind of, I don't know, just just fell off of it, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I heard there's going to be a third series, a spinoff series. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it's about because it's just at this point, I'm I'm not even worried about it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. What was your other question? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just wondering because uh, they man, they really like you said, like independent comic book that went on so long, it became this juggernaut of a TV series that had a spinoff and now another spinoff. And it's, uh, I just never expected it to be this huge, but I also, like, I just stopped watching eventually and I stopped reading eventually, you know? So maybe yeah. it's a good thing that they're ending that, that main series and maybe it's a good thing they ended the book, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Andrew Lincoln's going to do those, like, separate movies, Walking oh, Dead that's movies. that's right, yeah. That are going to have, like, theatrical yeah. releases or whatever, so, mm-hmm. yeah. That's be, interesting. That'll be crazy. I wonder how well those will take off. I know. I don't know, like, hmm. I don't know how the, like, a movie in a theater will work after that kind of series, you know. Yeah, it seems like there's some Walking Dead fatigue setting in yeah, a little exactly, bit. Exactly. Yeah, I guess it's that's almost like that. oversaturated, you know. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's still like, yeah, kudos to them for making this juggernaut of a series. So that's, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
so let's wrap up our final news portion with our discussion of a yet another streaming service. You heard of these? It's uh, all the rage at the Sock Hops. Um, we talked about Disney Plus a while back, and you and I were both pretty solidly on board with that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's very affordable, I believe. It's yeah. like six ninety nine a month, or you can do a full year for like 69 bucks or whatever. Um, and uh, I am ready for it. My body is ready. Um, it's coming I've up. Been, been practicing my kegels. Uh, <laughs> but um, there's a new contender in town. A little streaming service we like to call HBO Max. Uh, you had mentioned it on the previous episode, maybe the one before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you name dropped it, you know. Yep. We weren't ready to discuss it at that point. No. Some say we're still not, but we're going to go for it anyway. So That's HBO uh, slash Warner Brothers announced their HBO Max service. And uh, it's it's almost like HBO and then also some other stuff. It's gonna, I, that's what's confusing it's coming to across. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess a lot of the um, like DCEU movies are going to be there. Mm. And it's funny because I've uh, heard multiple times or read in articles multiple times like um, – like it'll mention like big movies that are coming to it, and then it's like and Justice League. And you're like, why? Why that one? Why do you do Justice League? You know, like I think people like uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman more yeah. than Justice League, right? Yeah, yeah, that's um, the big draw. Yeah, uh, I heard this one. This one idiot on a podcast won't say it was all right, but you can't trust these podcasts anymore. I don't know like the podcast. What are you talking about? That's why um, I don't listen to them. They're fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway. So for HBO Max, um, we've got, well, I think the big one for our households is that uh, eventually the contract that Netflix has with Friends is uh, going to expire. So all 236 episodes of Friends are going to be available on HBO Max um, eventually, I think in like 2020. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, of course, you'll have uh, all of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, Pretty Little Liars, um, and the newer CW shows like Batwoman and Katie Keene will, uh, will be their like, streaming home outside of just first airing on CW. Then I'm sure like all the Arrowverse shows, um, Arrow, Flash, etc., will eventually wind their way over there as well. Um, and I guess like the, the DC, what is it called, DC Universe like that streaming service. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess a lot of those shows are going to go over there. Um, and I'm trying to find, like, all of the other uh, stuff <laughs> that's going to be on there. <laughs> I was really well prepared for this. I know there's going to be some um, some originals that are going to come out there. Mm. Um, Lovecraft Country, uh, which is going to mm, be yeah. executive produced by both Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams. Yeah, wow. It's going to be on there. Um <laughs> Perry Mason, uh, executive Dr. produced Reboot? by Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> oh, um, interesting. We'll, we'll be on there. Yeah, so that's that's gonna be. Uh, I used to watch Perry Mason. Did you? Was, oh yeah, Is I was that, a little kid, man. It was like that one why of you're a Southern lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was one of those shows. Uh, it was just like on, like when you're sick or whatever. Or like maybe I don't remember what it was like on, like <laughs> yeah, on UPN yeah. or some shit. You know, like old reruns and stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and Robert Downey Jr. I could I could get behind that. Yeah, I saw um, the judge. Going to be, he could work on that. 
there's going to be a Grum- Gremlins animated series uh, as well. Uh, a show called Crime Farm. Uh, produced by Nicole Kidman, um, which is an awesome title. I don't know what it is, but I uh, love the title. Like, I'll watch it. Yeah, why not? Um, the I'm trying to figure out what the other show. Like, there's going to be a lot of like yeah. uh, different streaming services and everything that kind of get combined into this one. Um, the thing that kind of caught me a little bit off guard, and I can see the reasoning behind it, is the pricing have you uh have you no, heard about the the price of this so um the rumor is that the cost is going to be slightly higher than the hbo now service mm-hmm. which is at like 15 bucks so yeah. they're thinking between 16 and 20 bucks per month mm-hmm. for that and i can't decide if i'm cool with that or not because yeah. it's it i might do that just so I can watch maybe like Watchmen or whatever. Yeah. Kind of depends on like when it comes out. Um, but it's not something that I would have like year round necessarily, you know? Yes. I could maybe like dip in here and there. That's what I'm wondering. Is that where this is going to go? Because so far I've always felt like, you know, the idea from the streaming service providers, like from their, their point of view, they want people just to have it year round. Um, so they want to make it like, valued right you know cost and then what they're offering uh that makes people mm-hmm. want to get it like i i always have netflix i've i've had netflix for years um but like hulu i go back and forth on it's like depends on the shows that are on there that come out yeah. and then i'll i'll kind of go back and forth uh hbo i have hbo right now because uh my birthday was in july and i i wanted some things on there so i was like hey i'm gonna treat myself for my birthday i'll just get like 15 bucks but I, I'll only mm-hmm. do like a few times a year, maybe if there's like some stuff I want to watch on there. Like some of their their series are really compelling, um, yeah. and like Watchmen and stuff. But and if I'm already doing that with HBO for 15 bucks, I can imagine like, well, yeah, if they had this HBO Max thing, then I'll just throw a few more bucks and I'll get a lot more properties. But I, I can't imagine I'm gonna want to spend that, and I also don't want to support that. I don't want to mm-hmm. show them like, yeah, we will pay twenty dollars a month for all these different things multiple <laughs> right. times, right? Like. I want to yeah. kind of be like, no, this is high price. I can only afford it like a month at a time because mm-hmm. uh, that's the only thing that's worth it to me, you know? So that's that's kind of interesting, but it's exciting, but also like, I don't know if like, still like we've talked about where this is all going, where it's all separated out, so. Yeah, I think they get a lot of their, um, like HBO specifically, I think there's a lot of uh, like clout behind um like water cooler discussion like for yeah. game of thrones or whatever sure. uh, i'm sorry game of thrones um people would talk about it the next day and that would be like that was the big like pop culture event like every time an episode came out yeah. right um but now that's gone um i know there's some other shows there but it seems like yeah in the future it may dwindle down to being like we'll just wait till the whole thing's available and then stream it you know because we're in that pattern of doing that for netflix and Uh and all the other streaming services so i don't know that that, yeah i mean i don't like uh i I like to binge things and even if i don't technically binge it if i if i give myself a week or or whatever a couple weeks to watch something i still want it all available i don't like having to wait for things so i am kind Mm -hmm. of already in that mode where i generally will wait so the whole thing's out um kind of like we were talking about with younger like, I'm not going to go out and just watch Younger week to week. I just want it to be done, and then I'll watch it. So I'll just wait, you know, right. for it to be out. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like, I 
I feel like um, there's always a struggle between like consumers and providers and like trying to figure out like they want money and we just want content. But I, I, I feel like basically the world was starting to be recreated to this like streaming thing. And like people were like, I just want access to things all the time. Yeah. And they're like, cool. And now they're separating it all out and they're making it so expensive for one service. But also like you have to have multiple services that it's like. I guess it's still technically available. Like instead of going to Blockbuster and renting a movie for five bucks or a few movies for 10 bucks or whatever, you can now go and just get a streaming service for 10 or $15 and be like, I have all this access. So if you wanted like one or two movies on that, it, if you had, if you reframe your mind, it's kind of worth it. And you're like, yeah, well now I have access to all this stuff for this month. But it's like, what we really want is just access all the time. Like we just want right. anything that we <laughs> yeah. want to watch at any given time for a certain amount of money. And I don't know that I, you know, obviously we don't like this trajectory. I don't know the alternative to that. Like, would I be better if there was a streaming service that combined all of these in some way or like had some deal and it was like $100 a month, like cable, but you had literally had access? Like, I don't want to do that either. So I don't really know. Like, basically, I want access to everything for free. Right. <laughs> so. Is that so hard? Is that yeah. so hard? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like you said in the past, like paying, you know, 16 to 20 bucks a month, um, and then accounting for those price increases later down the road, which yeah. I expect from the Disney plus service as well, but at least yeah. we're starting low, you know, totally. Um, they're, they're going to rope us in, you know, at six ninety nine, Exactly. And then it's like, Oh, I'm glad you like that. You want to watch season two of the Mandalorian? Guess what? $38 yeah, a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is expensive. <laughs> Yeah, that's a uh, that's a valid valid thing. I uh, yeah. I do like that they're starting low with that though. Disney, like we talked about though, Disney Plus. I can see the value in that. I see the value when I buy HBO now for like a month. I can see these things coming through. I just think it's kind of weird. Like I don't know why they called it HBO Max. I I had heard about this like Warner streaming thing coming out, and then this is what they came out with, and I was like, wait, what? Um, it was kind of confusing to me. It still kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I still do buy HBO every once in a while. So, you know, throwing mm-hmm. a couple more bucks to that doesn't seem too bad to get a lot more properties. But Disney Plus yeah. seems to offer, like, even at $15, you know, it, it just they have so many properties now that it's like the value is definitely there. And I don't yeah. know that there, there will be for, like, HBO Max. I'm, I'm not a huge – There's not. I'm trying to think. There's not a ton of, like, Warner Brothers stuff that I, like, remember. I'm sure they have a lot of movies. I do like the Harry Potters and stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. I have all the Harry Potter movies, so but that's yeah. not going to draw me in. Um, so I, I'm not sure what the draw is going to be for me personally, at least. I think the title is interesting, and I was surprised by that as well. Mm-hmm. I would have thought it would have been like Warner Media Stream Factory or you know, something yeah. like that. But yeah. but it, um, I think HBO has more clout yeah. and uh, more of a draw. You know, well, what's their um, connection though? Uh, it's owned by Warner. Are they all Media. owned together? Is that why? Yeah. Um, so I, I found a, a content listing. Um, okay. And it's through this website. Uh, it's called Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> it says that HBO Max will draw content from uh, various services, uh, HBO being one, Warner Media Entertainment Networks, which are TNT, TBS, and True TV, Adult Swim, Boomerang, CNN, Cartoon Network, The CW, Crunchyroll, DC Entertainment, Looney Tunes, New Line Cinema, Rooster Teeth, Turner Classic Movies, and Warner Brothers. I guess just in general. So there's like so many of that list things. that I do not 
pay t- like I don't watch anything on TNT. I don't watch anything. You don't on watch TBS. Turner Classic movies. <laughs> I don't watch. Uh, I mean, like it's so like New Line, and I was like, okay, New Line. Yeah, there's a lot of New Line stuff that I like. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, there's like you went through that list, and that, that's what I'm saying is like the content for me is like not there. Yeah. It, like I'll, I'll, I might try it when it comes out, but it's like I'm not excited about this. Like oh, it's Disney Plus, you know. Yeah. Um, and it uh, looks like. Uh, announced on August 1st that uh, Warner Media and uh, is partnering up with BBC Studios um, to That's acquire good. the rights to all 11 seasons of the Doctor Who revival. That's right. Um, yeah. As well as like hosting Luther, the Honorable Woman, Top Gear, the British version of The Office, etc. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they're kind of like stacking the deck on their yeah. end. Um, and I don't blame them there. It seems like, uh, oh, 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 this this might... Uh, twerk your nipples here um it's, it looks like uh, under original programming there's going to be mm. an untitled gossip girl sequel that's part of it no didn't you watch that did you no okay well. i did uh surprisingly i liked a lot of gossip girl and then uh i stopped watching it a little bit amanda was still watching it and then when it ended it was possibly the worst endings i've ever heard about in all of television that makes no sense and i i refuse to watch that show anymore so don't care about a revival, yo. <laughs> Leighton Meester is basically uh, the reason to watch that. Leighton Meester, is that her name? Oh, yeah, yeah, she was in that, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah, she's basically yeah, the, that. why that show was awesome to me, uh, mm. Blair. But, uh, yeah, once it, once they revealed who Gossip Girl was, mm-hmm. and I did not like it, it makes no sense, <laughs> then I was like, I, uh, I don't care. Was the initial draw that it was voiced by Kristen Bell? That was part of it, yeah. Like and I heard, yeah. I heard about this only because of her with uh, the V Mars Four coming out. That uh, she also talked about some interviews. Um, this like Gossip Girl reboot, um, which I'm not really oh, sure. Okay. I didn't listen to the interviews. I don't know if she's actually a part of it or not. But they asked her about it. Um, but yeah, that was fun. She's like the the narrator. So it's like I didn't think it was going to be Kristen Bell. She's not really a part of the show. Hmm. She just reads the narration. Uh, but after having Kristen Bell read as, as Gossip Girl and then having them reveal a totally different person. I was like, what? Not what? No, I don't like this. <laughs> Isn't that what happened with um, How I Met Your Mother? Like Bob Saget is the voiceover. But yeah. But he's the voiceover of one of the adult humans that are Makes no on sense. the show. But <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, because I stopped watching that show as well uh, towards the end. And then I also didn't like how that show ended from what I heard. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I wondered, because he's like the narrator. But yeah, the guy's an adult the whole time, like his 20s, 30s. And I don't know, like, did they, like, transition towards the end whenever mm. it was supposed to, like, match up in time that, that that's where he was? Um, did they, like, do, like, a segment where, like, Bob Saget's voice faded out and, like, the other dudes faded in? I don't know. It's weird. But mm-hmm. Do you think on the set of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Jason Siegel and Kristen Bell were talking about it? It's like, yeah, I don't know why the voiceover people are not, <laughs> like, the people in the show. That's weird. I think we both we we can both get on board with this. Yeah. Now take your towel off. <laughs> and flap it around. I think seventy uh, percent of their uh, on set conversations were probably about that. Conservatively. Mm-hmm. Conservatively. They were just like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like they're like deep in the throes of passion, like on the set, and yeah. they're like, and cut. Okay, so what is the deal? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, we're in Hawaii shooting. It's great. Yes. You know, it's fine, but also. Bob Saget isn't really on the show. It makes no sense. Right. <laughs> I also thought you said deep in the, like, you said deep in the throes. I thought you said throats. Uh-huh. 
And I was like, deep in the throats? What? Yeah, how do you say it? I, <laughs> I was like, what version of... I've seen the unrated version of Frig Eggerstein Marshall. I have not seen that version. <laughs> totally different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's all the news that's fit for Brent. So oh, wow. I like if you that. want to, you know, no. I can fit it. <laughs> <laughs> so should we just get into catching up on some pop culture? We got to, man. I got you so much to that? talk about. Since I talked last, I shall let you go first. I know you've got plenty of things to, I, <laughs> to go through. Brent, I have so many things. And uh, mm-hmm. some of, again, this is like their last big pop culture catch up where I was like, I have to mention some things like quickly. So uh, there, there's some things I might just be like, I watched this. I've had it on my list for a while. I just haven't snuck it into the conversation yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, number one is uh, we watched on Netflix The Perfect Date like months ago, which was uh, – mm-hmm. I can't remember the kid's name, but um, from All the Boys I've Loved Before, he's like the, the guy that she uh, – like fake dates and everything like that. He's like on a bunch of these Netflix like rom- rom-coms and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, this was another one. It's, it's kind of forgettable, but it was, it was fine. It was cute. Um, he uh, basically he he works at like a, a submarine sandwich shop, and he wants to make money for college, and he starts selling himself as the perfect date. So sort of whoring himself out, but not really for sex, just to be like the perfect guy that you can get away from your parents or whatever. Uh, so just like a stupid like teen rom com, but it was all right. Uh, I like that What's dude the name a lot. Of it? The perfect date. The perfect date. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like that dude a lot, so that kind of works. Um, now, is this the guy who is uh, secretly a racist? Not that guy. See, that's the thing. If it <laughs> okay. was him, I'd be like, fuck this movie. Uh, I'm like, Steven, this uh, podcast is going to take a turn. Uh, i got to talk you down. Alex Jones! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, that guy, I mean, he was in, um, uh, what's the fucking, the, the birthday horror movie? The one she like relives it over and Oh, over Happy again. Death Day. Happy Death Day, yeah birthday yeah. yeah it is a birthday i guess so yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah he was in that like it, it's like he's in some things that the racist dude that i i have to just kind of like put that out of my mind a little bit and uh mm-hmm. and it still is tough because uh, he just seems kind of like a douche from what i've read about him but uh, the other guy the nice guy in that and uh, mm-hmm. all i loved before so all the hey boys. real quick um you remember the animated frosty the snowman cartoon from way back in the day a little bit yeah where um, every time they would like put the hat on him and everything, he would come to life. But instead of saying Merry <laughs> Christmas, he would say Happy Birthday. <laughs> like I always like that joke. I think that's like a solid joke. Like because it happens multiple times. You know? uh, this snowman doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He's a snowman. <laughs> he doesn't know. So um, it'd be funny if like they did an edit to where like they put the hat on him and he wakes up. He's like Happy Death Day. And he starts <laughs> slicing his way through the town. <laughs> Oh, it starts he, killing people. He dies. Yeah, he dies. I, I he dies. But there's yeah. like a skeleton underneath. They're like, yeah. Wait, what the Wait, fuck? Wait, what's going on? Like, it, it was literally just snow. Ooh, okay. Now, there's a skeleton. I like this whole thing because I don't remember mm-hmm. enough about that movie to say like, you know, usually if you make a snowman, you like roll a bunch of snow up into balls, stack them mm-hmm. on top of each other. But like, if they just happened upon him, he very well could have been like, you know, a dude that a witch like killed. And, like, animated his corpse and snow, like, compounded around him. And so he's actually, like, a skeleton underneath who's, like, bewitched by a, by a witch in the forest. There's, like, there's so many avenues I feel like you could go with that and, like, really scare the shit out of children. What if we go the poltergeist route and okay. the kids are playing outside in the snow, they roll up the snowball, and what you said, he comes alive, happy death day, and he melts and we see the skeleton. Uh-huh. But then... Craig T. Nelson walks on there. He's like, you didn't move. 
<laughs> what did they say? You didn't move the burial ground or whatever? You didn't move the bodies. You moved the headstones, but you yeah. didn't move the bodies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. They've worked their way up to the surface. So maybe, yeah, like they like when they're rolling the snow, they get like pieces of different skeletons together. Like mm-hmm. a hand, like it's like rolled up in there. And then like yeah. it forms sort of a, a thing. That'd be terrifying. Mm-hmm. I think we can make this work. I feel like we can. I, um, you know what? Coming. 2021 yeah. HBO Max. <laughs> there now. you go. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So another one that I uh, I saw on there that was uh, on on Netflix. That's not a Netflix movie. It just was on there, and I believe it still is. Uh, it's called Good Kids. Um, okay. And uh, it's uh, a movie about like I feel like I had talked about it once, but I, I had it on this list and I haven't checked it off. So uh, it's a movie about like four teenagers who are all kind of nerdy. And they oh, decide, and the Ninja like, Turtles. I've seen that one. I've seen that one before. Yeah, it's good. Mark it off. I like it. Um, New they, Line uh, Cinema. <laughs> they, um, they basically get together and they want to do like one of those like last, you know, last hurrahs for their senior year. Like they're all going to college. They already got accepted. They all have good grades and stuff. So they're like, like they all make their decisions. They, they want to, uh, like one of them wants to have sex for the first time. One of them wants to get drunk. One of them wants to like experiment with drugs and stuff. Uh, but it had like a, a good cast. Um, it has uh, uh, Rat Tail from uh, oh God, I'm losing everything right now. From Kevin Smith's uh, Red State, it has the the really tall dude. Oh yeah, who has okay. the Rat Tail? Yeah. Right, he's like the the main one in the group. And then uh, it has Zoe Dutch, who's who I've told you about recently, uh, who I like so much, who is um, like an up and coming actress uh, and everything. So uh, yeah, it's called Good Kids. Um, and it was, it's funny, like I watched it and it was like, it was all right, but I laughed a lot. And then I showed it to Amanda and she was like, yeah, it was pretty good. And like, we both like, yeah, we'll never watch it again probably. And then we both put it on another day and I've watched it like a few times now, just like, you know, in the background or whatever. It has a 33% Rotten Tomatoes, but, uh, but I actually really like it. Um, if you kind of just turn your brain off, Nicholas Braun is that kid's name. And it also, I forgot, I just looked it up. It has that racist kid in this. (laughs) God, he's in fucking everything. He's one of the kids. Israel Broussard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it has uh, uh, Ashley Judd, who uh, I've always had a huge crush on. She, uh, one of the kids, uh, Nicholas Braun is a tennis instructor, and one of his things is that, uh, uh, spoiler alert for this stupid movie, whatever, uh, he starts like uh, being one of the cliches. He starts like sleeping with the the tennis, like the women uh, at the country club that he works Mm -hmm. at. Uh, and Ashley Judd is, is one of those ladies, and uh, she's still smoking, man. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was uh, it's like a goofy, stupid movie. Um, but I, 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 I liked it. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. yep. But I liked it. So uh, awesome. I, would, I would recommend if you want to watch just like a stupid teen comedy, kind of raunchy and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty good. So And that that's on Netflix as well? Yeah, I believe it's still on there. I watched it uh, a few months ago, but that's where I watched it, so. Let the record show. Stephen Fisher does continue his Netflix subscription. Okay. I'll never get rid of it. <laughs> Unless they up it. Really, uh, my, uh, this is a good conversation. My brother yeah. Danny, who I've talked about on the show before, uh, uh-huh. he is trying to, he's kind of messing with the idea of cord cutting for the first time. But every time they go to cancel their cable, they keep getting like like crazy good deals on it. Yeah. Uh, so like they keep they just keep going because it's it's good right now. They watch a lot of sports, so uh, it makes sense for them. That's my only thing is like I don't watch a lot of sports, mm-hmm. but that's the one thing that cable really gives you over everything else. But yeah. he had mentioned that they, when they were talking about what they wanted to get uh, to replace cable, he was like, "Yeah, I think we're gonna get rid of Netflix." 
Um, cause we really like stranger things had just come out, uh, part three. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, we watch stranger things, but there's not like a whole lot else that we watch like regularly anymore. And I, and I was like, you, you can get rid of Netflix. Like that's possible. <laughs> like it really threw me for a loop and I had to like kind of think about it to myself. And it's funny yeah. cause I've realized since then that like I do watch a good amount of things, stranger things being number one, I think from Netflix, like originals, but, uh, more and more I've realized like there's not a ton on there that I actually do watch. Uh, yeah. I just can't imagine not having it like to throw friends on or Parks and Rec yeah. or Stranger Things or whatever. Like they're just always there. And I'm like, I honestly had never thought about the fact that you just get rid of Netflix. That's the number right. one that I would always have, you know, but he, right. he made me think about it for once. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, give me some of your, what you got. Well, I'll tell you what, I was going to go a different direction, but uh, just staying on the Netflix tip, okay. since we're talking about that, and I just watched this yesterday, uh, I watched a documentary on He-Man called oh. The Power of Grayskull, <gasps> The Definitive History of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. It's <laughs> a long pool. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, just a, a documentary about the, the He-Man series, um, and like toy, how they started out as toys and how they like had to rework like a story around it because mm. really it was just like a toy line. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Like they talk about that. <laughs> they talk good? about She-Ra, um, mm-hmm. and they talk about the masters of the universe movies, um, from back in the or movie from back in the day with mm-hmm. Dolph Lundgren and, um, God damn it. Uh, Frank, Frank, uh, no, oh. L- Langella. Yes. <laughs> is that his name? I think that's right. Yeah. Something like that. Um, because he played Skeletor and it was so interesting to see him so talk funny. about it because he really liked the role of Skeletor. Like yeah. he felt like he really did something with it. And, um, he had mentioned like back in the day, like his body was banging, you know, he yeah. mentioned that, uh, he had abs and he was all chiseled and everything. And he said that he really wanted a costume much like the cartoon version of Skeletor that showed off his body, uh-huh. but they ended up not going that direction. He's like, all right, fine. whatever. <laughs> he like bulked up for that role too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting, but it was fun. Like if you like He-Man or if you have like nostalgia for something like that, I think it's definitely fun to go back and and revisit. Mm -hmm. I loved He-Man or He-Man back in the day. Um, But something happened where um, like the She-Ra cartoon came out. And I Mm -hmm. remember watching like maybe a few episodes of it back in the day and liking it. But I think that was around the time that the Ninja Turtles came out, uh, like, in their, like, animated show. I put, like, everything else to the side. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else mattered to me. Um, That's worth it. Yeah, and uh, I, I feel like I'm a better person for it. I, uh, yeah, I agree. That that said, there is a current She-Ra Netflix show, uh, and I've watched, like, the first two episodes of it, and I think it's great so far. Oh, I don't cool. remember hardly anything of the OG series, but uh-huh. this new one is, uh, is awesome. So if anyone wants a, a fix of that, uh, definitely check that out but uh yeah. yeah so i don't remember a lot of watching he-man uh i it's like one of those characters that's obviously huge in pop culture so i do about him but i know mm-hmm. that i have pictures of me as a little kid wearing he-man pajamas uh but i think they were oh, hand-me-downs yeah. i think uh i think i'm pretty sure danny uh again my brother was was into that and my, my older brother jeff uh we're both into that series a lot um but i don't really remember a, a ton i don't have a, a ton of nostalgia for that so yeah it I think it came out like probably just a, a, a year or two or like the, the hotness died down just a year, year or two before you were eh, not born necessarily it must have been right but, around like, there before though. you got into it. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. uh, like, I mean, Ninja Turtles, I'm trying to remember that. 
that was probably one of the first like cartoons that I really remember getting into. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a G.I. Joe cartoon or something. I feel like there's something that I saw with yeah. that as well. Yeah, there was an animated G.I. Okay. Joe series. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like I remember that. I don't know when that one came out, but I, I remember like those two early on. Uh, but yeah, like Masters of the Universe wasn't really my jam. I do. Mm-hmm. I used to watch this uh, movie called Beastmaster. You ever seen that? Oh. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. I think you may have mentioned it once might before, have. but there's but a yeah, nostalgia bomb right there for that thing. I'm I, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Someday I'm going to rewatch that and my mind's going to explode. It's going to be so interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, we actually, uh, watched a, an HBO documentary or an HBO, a Netflix documentary last night called the great hack. Oh, okay. So very similar. Uh, it's about Facebook yeah. and Cambridge Analytica. And the Masters but of the Universe. Skeletor is there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No abs. Oh, yeah. Definitely a skeleton yeah. face. Or robot face, but <laughs> you can tweak it. It might work. Yeah, um, Skeletor wears the same clothes every day yeah. as he. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, uh, it's this like, new documentary about that, that Facebook, Cambridge Analytica, and Trump, and Brexit, and all this stuff. And uh, it was pretty freaky. It's, it's basically showing you how they use uh, your data and don't tell you about it, and then micro-target things back to you and mm-hmm. try to persuade people and stuff. Um, and it was pretty creepy, but the documentary itself I felt was uh, a little weird. I, I, I wanted, like that story, you know, is so big and so encompassing of countries and companies and stuff. And I thought it was going to be like a bunch of facts, like a documentary would. And they would just like lay out the timeline and stuff. And instead it like follows a few people around. It's like more of like, it's like a one one main whistleblower from Cambridge Analytica. She was going through different hearings and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, about like her life kind of surrounding that. And I was like, I don't care about her. <laughs> uh, for one, I don't trust her. Yeah, uh, She might be a whistleblower, but that's so mean. She did all this crazy shit and knew mm-hmm. what she was doing and, uh, and everything. She actually uh, had worked on the Obama campaign before and then she was like a Democrat and then just like switched sides because the company paid her. And then she just was like sowing all this Jesus. unrest around the world and was like, yeah, I had really issues with it. And it's like, did you? You worked there. I, it's very yeah. confusing. So, yeah, it was kind of weird. Um, I, I mean, I'd still recommend it just because it's uh, maybe it gives a broader overview of that story, which I think kind of happened. And then like nobody talks about it anymore again, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's pretty much the same documentary on Netflix. I think so. It's pretty similar. Yeah. Pretty similar. You can do like a double feature with those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They talk about toy design and. Yes. Yeah. And how the the revamped figures can't stand by themselves. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, there you go. It's all the same. It's yeah. all the same. Is that mm-hmm. true? The revamped figures of He Man. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, so god. like the 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 original OG He Man series yeah. was awesome. Like those action figures were cool. Everybody was like super buff. Um, even the girls, they were like more like muscular, mm-hmm. not like overly so, but you know they were like solid action figures and then he-man kind of waned in popularity so they they changed it to um they sent him off into space which was like the the theme except Mm. he was already set on eternia which is a planet Mm. way out there but i i get their point anyway they came up with something called the new he-man adventures or the new adventures of he-man or whatever Mm. and they made his costume terrible and they gave him (laughs) this like thin ass like sword it looked like a like a nerf bat or something like that like it, it sucked it was real bad but they they mentioned that those figures couldn't really stand very well by themselves oh, because of the like the um you know those like action features where you can like squeeze their legs together and their like torso spins or whatever uh-huh. 
Um, they had that nailed down with the the first series, but the revamped figures couldn't do that. Much like Cambridge Analytica, yeah. In you know how it you know swirls around with yeah you know what you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we're all in agreement. <laughs> all adults here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit, my mustache started to fall off. Okay, let me put that back on there. There we go. Okay, all right. I just imagine you and me trying to go into an R-rated movie with uh, a giant trench coat, like Raph, you know, and you're on my shoulders. Right. And you have, like, a fedora. (laughs) Trying to sneak in. We we go up to the the, the window. We're like, one movie ticket for this rated R film featuring nudity, please. They're like, sirs, uh, obviously you're, you're... there's two people here, uh, but you're also both adults. You can just you could just go in, and we're like we we wanted just one ticket. We didn't want to pay what for a second ticket. If we're both adults, why are we both wearing these beanies with a <laughs> propeller on it and eating these giant lollipops? Touche. Are you going to kick us out of this theater or not? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you brought food into our theater that you brought from outside. Of course, yes, you're out. You try to sneak in. Well, it's Thanksgiving Day. What do you expect? <laughs> Pull out a turkey leg from the, the, the pocket of the trench coat. Yeah. It's, it, it's either Thanksgiving or we are at a Ren Fair right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this is a Taco Bell. And you're like, oh, excellent. I love Taco Bell. Let's do this. What movies are you guys showing? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I've seen those nacho fries trailers. I want to see that one. <laughs> those movies are good. Yeah. Have you had those yet, by the way? No, I've not. I've not. I wondered about them. I'm not a Taco Bell kind of guy, but uh, they looked pretty good. I think they mentioned it on Doughboys that they're pretty good, but uh, I've not really pulled the trigger on those. Yeah. Yet. I, I mean, I like the uh, fries. Great. It's like taco seasoning. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. It sounds like it'd be pretty good. Cheese sauce? I'm going to try it. Yeah. I usually dip my like French fries in cheese, but... Yeah, mm-hmm. I would. I, I'd be good. I, I eat yeah. cheese on them, so yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. I got to go. Sold. Got to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> Coming to HBO Max very soon. <laughs> Taco Bell Nacho Fries. <laughs> it, that's really what's going to sell it. That's what's going to you know, get everybody to buy that service. If it started doing like, oh, if you buy the service once a week, we'll send you Nacho Fries. Yeah. I'd be like, all right. Okay. Okay. Sold. I'm in. I don't know if I have said this before, but an idea that I've had, and I, I, it kind of swirls around an idea I've heard of, of these streaming services, maybe, mainly Netflix, about uh, them wanting to get movies to go to the Oscars and stuff, and so they have to play in theaters. It's part of the Oscar rules. So mm-hmm. they'll put the movies out there sometimes, right? But like at the end of the day, it's still the streaming service. You just can watch it right there. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I would be intrigued by if, if Netflix bought a theater chain and part of your subscription, say an extra $5 a month, you could go watch their movies, like select movies in theaters. Mm-hmm. And you just get to walk in and be like, I'm a Netflix member. Here's my pass. You don't have to buy tickets and stuff. And then I, I wonder if that would actually work or not uh, because it would be part of the service. And then yeah. they would be available streaming like a week later or whatever, you know. Um, yeah. They would like draw more interest to them and it would still count as – like all those people watching, you know, like any, any time else they would. Uh, mm-hmm. I just wonder where, where they might go with uh, that type of event in the future. So, Well, I know they do those like premieres for like some of the mm-hmm. Netflix um, movies or whatever. Like for, um, I think they did one for Bright, that Will Smith movie. Oh, yeah. A while back. But I don't know. Yeah. 
That's weird. <laughs> what, if, <laughs> what if for something like that, they just have like a um, like a hotel ballroom and everybody goes in there, they sit down and they just like pull it up on their phones. Yeah. Like everybody gets like <laughs> it's just an event. And just, yeah. <laughs> to get together, but like all still on your own devices. Yeah. Uh, but there's a way where they like count it down to like press play or like click the icon. Oh, yeah. And they're like, one, two, three. And then, like, everybody's sitting there watching. And, like, for a stranger that, to just walk in that room, you just have a bunch of people in, like, tuxedos and, like, ball gowns <laughs> and everything for this premiere just sitting there. And it's just, like, silent. Yeah. Like, everybody's just, like, watching on their phones silently, you know? I like this because I imagine it to be, like you said, like, tuxedos and ball gowns and stuff. It's, like, a really nice event. But mm-hmm. you want to keep the, like, clinking of glasses to a minimum. So I imagine they're, like, serving champagne, but it's out of those, like, plastic ones. Oh, you yeah. can get at the Plastic grocery clothes? store. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they have those for everybody. Like they drop them and it like it's just like doo, doo, doo. Mm-hmm. and that's it. There's no actual like breakage or clinkage. Mm-hmm. And uh keep keep the keep the peace with everybody listening on their own devices. Also, lights are on the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> they don't dim them at all. I imagine these like really like fancy leather couches they have at, at some uh like not ballrooms, I guess, but in like the hotel lobby and like Mm-hmm. people were just like in their gowns and in their tuxedos just like laying down on pillows just watching like it propped up you know and it like falls on their yeah. face <laughs> like you do at home yeah yeah this could be I've a new thing been, i've always been curious about those like movie premieres where people are so like fancily dressed where they go in there sounds and, awful are they just are they just watching a regular movie like yeah. <laughs> is that all it is that sounds uncomfortable sound. yeah like I remember back in the day, Adam Sandler, anytime he would go to a movie premiere, he was just like in sweatpants and like Smart. a t-shirt or whatever. It's like, I don't blame you. Like you look comfortable. That's how I watch That's movies how, yeah. currently. Yeah. That's how you would go yeah. to the theater yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess yeah. it's just the glitz and glamour of the premiere. That sounds fun. It'd be fun to go to a premiere one time, but it doesn't actually sound like a great movie experience. It's more like mm-hmm. the, the event experience itself. Yeah. So, and I love yeah. crowds. Oh yeah, <laughs> sounds great. You're trying to fight them all the time. Yeah, <laughs> all those babies getting piercings. Um, which, Claire's sponsors every yeah. premiere. We all know because <laughs> you got to look good, you yeah. know, for your red carpet walk, right? Yeah. Um, so let's get back into it. Yeah. Um, a couple of things I want to touch on real quick. Go for it. Um, how it ends on Netflix. You had mentioned this. Yeah. About a year ago, I think. Okay. It, like it's uh, in the words of Aaron Lewis, it's been a series of time, uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, how it ends? It's a movie with Forrest Whitaker, yeah. a white guy, uh, going to rescue Cat Graham. Okay. And uh, that's really all I need. I don't even know her as a human. Uh huh. But she's smoking hot, so I would go uh, to the ends of the earth to help rescue her. Uh, she was in man Vampire mm. Diaries, I think. Okay. Yeah, I've forgotten Um, about this, so I'm having to look it up. Yeah, Vampire Diaries. Yeah. mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, she is attractive. Yes. Uh, And, man, what a show. Both her and Nina Dobrev on the same series? Oh, yeah, right. How did did any television not melt from being on there? (laughs) Jesus Christ. uh, Another show that I watched that I just stopped, but, uh, yeah, Nina Dobrev was a big mm-hmm. part of that show. And actually, that one surprised me, too, that I liked that one at all. But uh, yeah, she she has the power. <laughs> oh, yeah, raise that sword in the air. <laughs> Wait, you saw that? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, how it ends is a movie where uh, Forrest Whitaker's daughter is stranded um, in the, the big city of something I don't remember. Uh, Chicago, <laughs> New York, something like that. I thought you were going to... Duluth, Minnesota. <laughs> I thought you were like... <laughs> I didn't even know what what state it was in i was gonna say montana yeah there you I go no Whatever. clue no clue uh, one of the m states yeah uh, anyway uh the um her boyfriend goes to meet um her parents for dinner and she mm-hmm. was supposed to meet them there but she gets trapped because of some cataclysmic event um so the uh, uh the father and the boyfriend have to then go uh travel road trip style mm-hmm. to uh to go rescue her and it's a uh, uh, more of a drama, not a, not a comedy at all. Yeah. So not like the movie Road Trip, but um, yeah, they they go out and uh, try to rescue her. Um, I thought it was all right. Brandy and I watched it, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, we thought we thought it was okay. Um, there's uh, not a whole lot left for me to say about it. Yeah. So I wonder. If any... It has a 19 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That oh, and I don't think it low. deserves that. Yeah, it seems pretty low, but I don't know. I haven't seen yeah. it yet, so yeah. Uh, I thought you said you you watched it. No, I have. I have, I might have mentioned it because I heard about it. I wanted to watch it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I haven't seen it. Um, okay. I it's like one of those. I wasn't sure about it because I, I heard kind of mixed reviews and stuff. Uh, I yeah. love Forrest Whitaker, uh, so that's mm-hmm. that's he's always a plus. Theo James is the the aforementioned white dude, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't really know what he's. Oh yeah, he was in Divergent. Yeah. Um, but Cat Graham, yeah, she could she could sway me. And then Carrie Bechet was in it. it. Yeah, <laughs> Carrie Bechet, who was also in uh, Kevin Smith's Red State, says she was in that as Meg. So oh, from Family Guy, Meg. Yeah, talking about. There, yeah. there is a cartoon character in this movie, right? Uh, uh, pretty much every movie I watch, there's yeah, a cartoon character. There you go. <laughs> I gotta stop painting all over my eyeballs. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's interesting, though. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think you would you recommend it though? Um, I think it's it's okay for like a a, a watch, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not anything that's gonna set your world on fire like uh, yeah. happens in the movie. But um, it was all right, you know, for a, a movie to just like sit down and yeah. and watch together and then uh, go about your day. Not anything that's gonna stick with you necessarily, yeah. but you could do worse for it's sure. Like I think that afternoon. Rotten Tomato score is 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 way too low. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, also, one other thing I wanted to mention is uh, there was a a show on Lifetime called Surviving R. Kelly. And mm. uh, Brandy and I watched this, I think it was, it was probably about a year ago as well, um, where they, uh, it's like a six-episode series where they interview women who um, were girls at the time that they um, were, um, I guess, allegedly uh, taken and held by R. Kelly. Mm. But like since this documentary came out, like a bunch of additional shit came out about R. Kelly and whatnot. And, uh, I, I almost didn't even want to mention it on the show because I don't want to, uh, give him any, like, I don't even want to mention his name really. Mm. But at this point, like, I think we're all on the same page that he's just like a vile piece of shit. Like what I hear, I never liked him. Mm. And like, I understand that people like, I believe I can fly or, uh, remix to ignition or whatever. It's ignition that gets me. Yeah the uh it's not worth it not worth yeah. it you know there are plenty of other like party jams whenever you go back and rewatch space jam sure the song's gonna play mm-hmm. uh is that gonna give you weird feelings now probably yeah probably <laughs> but that's on you, you know? 
realistically it's on on him you know um and it's one of those weird things where can you separate the art from the artist or whatever uh for me nah in this particular case nah because i like i've known he was such a bad person for such a long time like going back to like God, like the early 2000s, a lot really? of this stuff came out, like about, about like the P tape and all of that stuff. Yeah. Like for for a long time, it's been it's been like common knowledge that like don't leave your kids around yeah. this person. Like, and luckily every Claire's is safe because Steven is hanging out around there. He's he's gonna punch the babies and everything. I'll punch for, R. Kelly if he comes by. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think we get if a pass. Your baby for that. isn't safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, R. Kelly doesn't know what he has coming. You know. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it was a really like interesting show. Um, it mm. was very difficult to watch just hearing about all of the like stuff that these women went through. Yeah. And I mean, like at the time they were girls, they weren't even women. Like th- some of them as young as like 12 have oh, stories wow. about Damn. like the shit that went on, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just heartbreaking that this happens to any child or any woman, like anyone. But, um, the fact that this, this, monster got away with it for so long mm-hmm. and might continue to get away with it is um it's just hard to to think about but yeah it seems like his his career is on the way down i know there's the mute r kelly movement mm-hmm. where a bunch of radio stations have just like stopped playing his music um i think uh apple music and spotify have stopped mm-hmm. streaming his music as well um that's a big step so i yeah i think it's a step in the right direction so yeah you know it is hard uh the separating the art from the artist because like ignition was like one of my go-to karaoke songs for a while um Mm -hmm. and it actually stemmed from there was a joseph gordon levitt did like a youtube cover of it one time like an acoustic cover that i liked a lot and that's what really got me into it um but then yeah it's like now like uh, i haven't heard that song in a while but when i do it's like uh, yeah yeah you get like an icky feeling or whatever so it's hard to like, I, I don't have the same love for it anymore. It's like, it's more of like a, oh man, I used to like that. But, uh, but now it's like, it's just tainted. It just sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, taint. <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd throw that in there. All right. <laughs> Back to you. Uh, but yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's tough. I don't know. It's like the same thing. They have that um, Michael Jackson documentary now. Well, uh, what happened? And that obviously has been, you know, talked about for a long time, but it's like, it was, it's like he went to court and then he got off, but it's like, he didn't know if it, like what really happened or whatever. And then this new documentary is supposed to be just so scathing and like, but Michael Jackson's music is fucking like everywhere. He's a new pop, you know, like mm-hmm. not only are there are amazing songs, but like they're everywhere. And so it's like, I don't, I just don't know as a society, we haven't really, we don't really know what to, to do to deal with that, I guess. Um, Mm-hmm. Once once allegations like that come out and everything, so yeah, uh, and then you still off decide like on a personal level what you feel about the art that you loved, mm-hmm. you know, and if you can can think of anything different than that. So it's interesting. Yeah, um, and I don't I don't know the answer. I think we're all still working through that. So I, I think it might be a case by case basis. Like yeah. for me, um, man, what is that dude? Uh, he's like a filmmaker that fled to like Sweden or whatever. Oh yeah, what's his name? Uh, begins with an R is an R uh, Roman Polanski there we go yeah. like I've never seen any of his films uh-huh. I don't think but I'm not going to actively seek them out either yeah like I just like just knowing what I know 
I don't have any interest in seeing his movies or yeah. whatever, right? But there are um, other situations where there have been like, um, uh, I don't know, like like other forms of media that I've like consumed and then later down the road found out that maybe those people are not so great people or whatever. Mm. And I still have nostalgia for some of those things. So I, I kind of like transport myself back in time to where yeah. maybe I wasn't aware of those those allegations or or whatever the the situation was and I um I I can uh deal with it a little mm-hmm. bit more or maybe I just let the art stand by itself or sometimes I'm just like nah fuck that like there was a band yeah. called Lost Prophets I um, just I heard really about this the other day oh my god really? yeah I don't wow. I don't remember anything about this <laughs> I don't there was something something came out I think it was after um, recently Kevin Spacey's lawsuit was dropped. The guy that was suing mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey dropped a lawsuit. And so that like threw a bunch of stuff. I was like, I still don't know what I feel about that situation in his movies. And someone brought up Lost Profits and they were like, I had to just wow. like say like, fuck that after that happened. But it was, that's fucking dark. Yeah, Oof. it is. So, so this was a band that was like, that came out in the early 2000s. They were kind of like, um, uh, they're from England and they were mm-hmm. a little bit like Lincoln Parky. Yeah. Um, and you know kind of in that that vein um and i like their their first couple of albums um kind of fell off of their stuff um after that but it was like five five ish years ago that it uh came out that uh the lead singer of the band was like into some like dark shit like uh regarding like children Mm -hmm. and having sex with underage girls and all of this stuff and it was just like vile vile shit yeah and he's in prison but like (laughs) i guess they like give certain prisoners like twitter or whatever because i know oj simpson has twitter and and uh and and this guy has has twitter is he still in in prison i thought he was still in prison yeah i don't know that's weird why would you have twitter yeah i don't know like it's it's my right (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah. like, I don't know about Twitter. <laughs> Every it's in the Constitution. Yeah. Go back and look it up. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so he was able, to, like the lead singer of uh, Lost Prophets, has been like tweeting somewhat recently mm. about like he's got new music on the way. And I'm like, but for fucking who? Yeah, like, even his band dropped. Nobody him. wants to like listen to it. Like yeah. I can't imagine coming across it and then like, but yeah, I it's. I don't know who it's for. You yeah. Know? It's just one of those weird things. Like, I, so like since then I've, I've stopped listening to that mm-hmm. music because it's just like, it's too, it's too tainted for yeah. me now. So too much. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with films, films in general, like they're so important to me and stuff. And like, like Kevin Spacey, again, going back to that, like he, mm-hmm. it was, is a good actor. Like he's one of my favorites, but now I have to like wrestle with what I think about that. But it's it's on one hand it's a movie and it's different from music to me that it's a little less personal it's like a character like we're like r kelly is like r kelly right and he's it's just his song and it's it's straight up him um an actor is a little bit more removed from that because it's like their performance but especially like directors like you said like roman polanski i don't know a lot of Polanski's films but i know he's done some great stuff but like woody allen has a a lot of bad allegations against him like child allegations and stuff um and i'm not a huge woody allen fan but i love some of his movies and it's like I don't I don't even think about him necessarily when I watch the movie though, so it's like I, it's a little more of a disconnect than like a, a music artist that's like it's all about their persona and what they're doing. I think it's a little more in your face that you can be like I I can't even like you're listening to their voice, 
you know, their music and stuff. It's like you can be like, I really don't, I, I can't separate those two. But with a director, it's like I haven't had that same thing. I can kind of separate it because it's like I don't really connect them directly to that property, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all, yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird thing to go through and like kind of, like you said, it's a like case-by-case basis and thinking about your personal thing and what, what happened, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just pulled up your letterbox review, uh, Blue Jasmine, and all it says is hashtag Believe Woody Allen. What? <laughs> I hated Blue Jasmine, so that is not what that says. <laughs> it says, "What was this movie? I don't know what's going on." Um, but yeah, you wanna you wanna move on to another another property. Uh, I just did two um, that dovetailed into talking about (laughs) child molestation. So uh, maybe you should pick it up. So good luck. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to, I'm going to say a few things that I started and I did not like. So I turned them off. Uh, A few of them were like things I'd seen before. I wanted to give another shot. Things I had heard about and never gave a shot and I wanted to try them out or whatever. So the first one was uh, Scream 4. I'm a huge oh, wow. okay. Scream fan. Uh, when the fourth one came out, I hated it, and I haven't watched it since. But I had heard recently on Reddit some people say, uh, you really should give it a shot. It was like ahead of its time. Um, it's a little, like, I love the Scream series because it is meta about the horror properties and stuff and, like, um, the different movies that were out in the 80s and stuff. And I liked that they had called attention to that. And then Scream 4 was like, no, we're going to have a guy with a camera on his head. He's literally going to be filming it. And it's like a found footage thing sometimes. And it's like all this stuff. And like I was just like, it is way too on the nose. I, I just did not care for it. And then other people were saying recently like, no, that's like what we've come to now. It's like it was ahead of its time. So I tried it. And um, man, it's just bad. I did not like that movie at all. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm a, an apologist for Scream 3, which a lot of people don't like. I like that movie. Um Scream 2 I I like, and then Scream is just, like, a classic to me. But uh, this one, like, I I didn't – I stopped it for a little bit, and I fast-forwarded through a lot of it um, because I wanted to remember what happened and everything. And uh, it's – yeah, it was was just really not not fun. Is this the one with Emma Roberts in it? Yes. Okay. Okay, yeah, I have seen it. I I didn't think I I had it first, but, yeah, it took me a second. I am not a fan of hers. She's one of those actresses. There's just something I just don't, like – care for her. I don't think she's a good actress. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, there's a few things. Like, I, she was in We're the Millers, and I thought she was good in that. Uh, oh, yeah. She fit that That's role. Right. Uh, and it's, but it's almost like, also, like, it was more in spite of her that I still liked it. Um, it could have been anybody else in her role. I don't think she was, like, outstanding. It was just, like, she didn't bug me. Um, but in this one, she's, uh, like, a, a, an integral role. And, uh, yeah, I just didn't didn't care for, for it very much at all. Yeah. Uh, but that was on Netflix, so go watch it. Um, <laughs> um, so another one was uh, Without a Paddle. Do you remember oh. this movie? Is that with Seth Green? Seth Green, Dax Shepard, and okay. uh, Matthew Lillard. And oh, yeah. I had never, like, this movie didn't appeal to me when it came out. I remember it coming out. Um, I love Seth Green. That dude is amazing. Uh, and what really got me to watch this was I'm a huge fan of Dax Shepard now. Uh, now that he has, he's married to Kristen Bell and then he has his podcast, which I like a lot. And I think it was actually, I was listening to him interview Seth Green, if I remember correctly, that got me started on this. And uh, so I tried to watch it. It was on Netflix. I was like, yeah, I, you know, I never got into it, but I like those guys. I like Matthew Lillard a lot. Matthew Lillard a lot, who was also in Scream. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it was a very... Uh, 
I don't know. It, it was so that era. It was like early 2000s, if I remember right. And it fit that era. And it was just one of those, like, I was just, it bypassed me. If I had watched it at the time, maybe. And I might have some nostalgia and stuff. But, like, it was one that was completely lost on me right now. And uh, I just didn't think any of them were were that great. It, it was really, like, um, just too silly and stuff. Too, there was, like, a, a, an attack scene from a bear where they're all, like, goofing around telling Seth Green to, like, roll up in a ball, and they, like, it picks him up. And, like, it was all just, like, to comedic effect that I was just, like, st- staring at it without a single crack of a smile on my face, you know? Really? Just, like, what <laughs> is happening? I just I just couldn't get into it. Um, yeah. But I gave it a shot, so. Do you remember that movie? Did you ever watch that? I did. Yeah, we watched it way back in the day, like, when it came out on, like, DVD or whatever. We yeah. rented it. And it was just, like... I don't know, like how I approached movies back then was just like, hey, this is a movie. Yeah. You know, let's let's watch this. It seems like it has funny people like I like yeah. uh, Matthew Lillard and, and uh, Seth Green. Uh, Dex Shepard was like, I think I remembered him the most from uh, when he was a um, an actor on. Fuck. What is it? Uh, punked. Like yeah. He was one of the like first cast members on that. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, wow, I guess this guy's an actor now. But yeah, I don't really remember a whole lot of it. I, I remember them like going up in a, like a tree house somewhere and they, they yeah. come across a, a girl that's like her armpit hair is like super long and braided. Or I didn't something get there. Like that. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm glad I didn't. You should stick with yeah. it. I think you'll find <laughs> something you like. There. Yeah, they uh, it's like a they have a friend who's like an adventurer or whatever. He he dies they go up in, the, in a treehouse that they had built as kids and they found like a box that they had all saved for each other, like stuff they wanted to do as an adults, as adults. And they kind of decide to go. Uh, and that sounds great to me. Like treehouse, Excellent. That's going to get me right away. Uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of friends getting together to like do an adventure for their, their old friend who died. I'm like, yeah, that's the movie I would totally watch. But that scene was so like, they were just like, yeah, we should do this. And there was just like, they just like cut to them like leaving. And I was like, wait, what, what's happening? Like they really just like wanted to get into the movie and uh mm-hmm. yeah so it just didn't I, I think it was just different time didn't didn't really suit me now but uh i'm sure i had heard for years that people like that movie at least somewhat you know um and it just was yeah not for me uh similarly i watched uh out cold the snowboarding movie Out cold it has um zach galifianakis uh and one of his first roles that i ever saw him in um, it has one of the London brothers, Jeremy or Jason, one of those twins. It has mm-hmm. an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, okay. I remember this movie when I was a kid. Um, I didn't remember really – I used to be really into snowboarding. Like uh, I've never snowboarded in my life, but I used to love like movies and video games and stuff and kind of that culture. It was like uh, right around the same time I was into like skateboarding and stuff. Um, and so I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to put this on. It was, it was like on Hulu or Netflix or something like that. And I'm, it has an 8%. I maybe made it into eight minutes of this movie. Um, <laughs> it was not good. You as, as far as the percentage would take you. Exactly. Yes. That's as much as I needed to give up. So, uh, yeah, not very good. Um, I, uh, I remember liking this movie when I was a kid. I don't know what was wrong with me. Um, <laughs> It, it was Look, you were uh, young, you know? Yeah, you're still I was in just high young. school. Forgive myself yeah. for that, I guess. But uh, yeah, so it was okay. Um, the, the first eight minutes um, really do you, do you well. Um, and then I think I have one more. Okay, this one actually, this one hurt. Oh. I, I have HBO right now, and uh, I've been in coding school and stuff like that, so I finally decided to watch Silicon Valley. 
Oh, okay. Which I had heard amazing things about. And I watched the first season. It's, uh, they're actually pretty sure you'd like that, that part of it at least. And I, I, I will okay. say that this is probably a great show. It obviously is a great show to a lot of people. It's just not for me. Uh, I made it through season one, which I think is eight or ten episodes, and they're like 30 minutes each. So mm-hmm. uh, totally a Brent show that way. Uh, and I made it a little into season two uh, when it got a little too absurd to me. But uh, what, I didn't, what I did like about this show is uh, I like everybody in it. Um, it has Martin Starr. Who is uh, who's always great? Uh, oh, yeah. He is a Satanist in this show, <laughs> which I did not know about. And you will let, like funny. some of the lines he says, Brent. I'm like, it's like stuff we say in the podcast here about like atheism or God or whatever. They were so fucking yeah. funny. Um, so he he was a treat. Um, Kamel Nanjiani was on it, mm-hmm. and that's the first like I've ever seen him in like a TV show. So that was kind of fun. And he's they're they're like my favorite part. Uh, Thomas Middleditch is the main guy who I also like. He was in the the Final Girls, mm-hmm. and. Um, and then uh, T.J. Miller, I think is yeah. his name, um, who yeah. also has had some, I think more of like he's like an alcoholic and he's like really bad on set, but he was kicked off of the show eventually. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, like he's really funny. I like him. Um, so like it has great cast and everything like that. Uh, it's about a, uh, a group of guys in, a, in an incubator house uh, that T.J. Miller runs to like a tech startup house. And one of them makes this compression algorithm that will like change the internet and there's like a bidding war and they decide to not go with all these companies. They just decide to do their own thing and make this, this thing called Pied Piper um, in their house. And, um, and that's fine. I, I, I liked looking at the culture a little bit of that. Um, I liked look, like the tech startup culture. I liked those characters and stuff uh, enough. But uh, essentially what really turned me off to this is I just really don't like shows or movies where people are just like ragging on each other all the time. Like there's a certain um, – Brent and I are not this way as friends. Uh, we support each other and we are nice to each other and we're not like the – like not typical guys. We're just like there's – a, there's a group of guys in the world, a whole like subset, a large subset that the whole thing is just like making fun of each other constantly and yeah. that's basically what they do. They just – they like make fun of each other or prank each other constantly. Like that's their entire shit, every one of them. And I just really like it. Just turns me off. I'm just not into watching people like suffer or watching like even like for a joke or whatever, like a seeming joke, and they're they're friends and they laugh about it. Um, and then the other thing is um, the show. It has a lot of ups and downs. They'll get like something will good will happen and then something bad will happen. But it's constant. The entire conflict of the show is essentially that nothing works out for them long term. They always get like a, a high for a little bit and then they get slapped back down and something falls apart. And again, it was just yeah. the same thing. Like I, I, it's such a to me personally, it was like such a negative show that uh, I just couldn't. I, I just couldn't get into it. The longer it went on, I was just like, they're never gonna win. <laughs> they're always gonna lose, and I just I can't stand the up and down of it. So for me, I, mm-hmm. I just decided to give up on it in the second season. And I read what happened up until now, um, and again, like I, everything that happens in the further seasons, like it's just up and down the entire time. So. I'm glad I kind of stopped where I did. It was not going to get any better for me. So, yeah. Wow, you finally done talking, you fucking idiot. Um. Thanks, Brent. That's what I'm talking How about. How dare you That's say my I'm... name to me? <laughs> hey, we've been friends for a little over a decade now, and you would use my five-letter first name on I'm me? sorry. I'm sorry. I'll use our super secret nicknames. Turdburger. You are correct. Thank you. Yeah. 
The I'll TB never. is in control now. TB has a talking stick. <laughs> hey, and you know what? Fuck you. That's how that show was. I didn't like oh, it. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's how mean it was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not for me. So mm-hmm. people, I'm sure, uh, I, I won't recommend it, but I'm sure people would like that. I would still think that you should give it a shot sometime. Uh, yeah. personally, Brent, um, if anything, just to, uh, to watch the, uh, uh, awesome Martin Starr, uh, be a Satanist, <laughs> uh, which is fantastic. Um, but, That's awesome. uh, but yeah. yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about the show over the years. I've never seen it myself and I've always been uh, curious to, to pick it up, but mm-hmm. I could, I can definitely see where you're coming from. Like if you don't want that type of like interaction between people, yeah, like it can be like a little abrasive. Um, yes. So, the whole you know, thing was I, abrasive, I even though it. it's funny in a comedy and stuff. I was just like, ah, don't, it just gives me a bad feeling. Let me ask you, did the like tech stuff, did that ring somewhat true to you? Yeah, it's hard because I'm still, I'm like more of like a student. I haven't been in the actual world of that, especially like a mm-hmm. tech startup and stuff. But uh, for, for the most part, I think so. Um, some people said, like, uh, it's, it's it's created by Mike Judge, who did like Beavis and Butthead and right. stuff, right? Yeah. And, um, and I'm not like a huge fan of his show. Like, I... I watch some of them or whatever, but I'm not like a huge Beavis and Butthead fan or whatever and all that other stuff. But, um, I get like why people like him, but he had mentioned, uh, I guess he was in like a tech startup in the eighties. And so he's like drawing on some real life experiences. And I, I, it was either that or another interview, something with him about, uh, like interviewing people that have gone through this and like, this is how it is. Like you have like something that like works really well, you get like funding, that funding falls apart you get more funding and then someone steals your app and then you have to fight them like that's yeah. how it is like constantly in that real world um, yeah. so that seemed to be accurate even though it was it's hard to watch i think for me um mm-hmm. that i was just like i just want something nice to happen to these guys like you know like for <laughs> once last yeah. longer than an episode fuck you know it's yeah. just like it's just draining almost for a comedy so a lot of ups and downs yeah yeah, yeah. a little too many I get that yeah uh let's see what do you want to hear about well i'll tell you Mm. i'll tell you so 58 years ago wow on august 8th of 1961 so you know the the anniversary of this event Mm. would be this upcoming thursday a uh comic book hit the shelves that uh established the marvel universe and I uh, went back and read it for the first time. Oh. I read Fantastic Four, number one. Nice. Uh, by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. And uh, there were Marvel characters, or characters that existed before this. Captain America, uh, Namor the Submariner, uh, the OG Human Tours. They were all around before then. But this is what really started a cohesive universe of characters. And I uh, went back and read it. And uh, I got to say, I really enjoyed it. Um a lot of like older comics can be like schlocky and whatnot. Mm. And this one is definitely like you can you can almost like, you know, Stephen, if you come around on burgers, you can definitely, <laughs> you know, put some cheese on it from this this comic. But um, <laughs> but it's still fun. It's it's fun to like go back and like kind of read this through the eyes of a, a kid who had never like like had never heard of this property. Right. Mm. It's the very first issue, obviously. But um, to go back and look at it with like fresh eyes and kind of read it yep. in the, the lens of back in the day and, uh, the fantastic four, um, 
the uh, these characters are are created because they they go into like a rocket ship into space. They get bombarded by cosmic rays and they gain these various powers. Um, and this first issue is uh, it pits them up against their arch nemesis. Oh, or okay, not not arch nemesis, but like their second. Okay, not like their second. <laughs> Okay, they they fight the mole man. All right, so if, if you've if you've seen the Incredibles, like at the end of that movie, and the beginning oh, of the, the sequel, um, there's a character called the Underminer who is based on the mole man. Uh, so it's a uh, the mole man is a guy who lives under the ground. Um, he was shamed into uh, leaving the surface world oh, because uh, he ugly, he ugly, and Ow, that's uh, harsh. he. He falls into like this cavern towards the center of the the planet, and uh, he is blinded down there. Oh, wow. But that's okay. Much like Daredevil, it enhances his other senses, and uh, he becomes the ruler of all of the monsters that live down there. And eventually, these creatures call, called the Moloids, who are not in this issue, but this has some spectacular art from Jack Kirby, who is a truly a legend. Like he's got to be on the Mount Rushmore of Ooh. comic book artists or like comic creators i think he stan lee should we cut that out and just do like stan lee and kirby and whoever else Mm -hmm. you got i would i'd go see it more probably then yeah absolutely right yeah uh we can do that we'll just uh use the face app and uh just project them on there that's fine uh but uh yeah i had a blast reading this and it really made me want to go through and like go back and read all of those those issues i think they did like 102 consecutive issues together with that creative team so um i definitely want to go back and reread it before i die and i've only got like three weeks fuck um so let me know how it chapter two is (laughs) oh damn (laughs) you gotta hang on man (laughs) fuck okay i'll try i'll I'll aim for four weeks but um yeah so it was a it was a lot of fun to go back and reread the uh the beginnings of the the marvel universe Mm. so and it's it's pretty easy to get a hold of this issue not like the actual like original published yeah. issue that's going to set you back quite a bit, but it's on Marvel Unlimited. I think it's for free uh, to read with your Comicsology subscription. Um, it's been collected a, a number of times mm-hmm. in a uh, in paper form. So uh, yeah, go check it out. It's awesome. Right yeah. Um, I I you know new to, new to comic books and stuff. I haven't really read some of those old ones, but uh, my dad was you know a kid at that time. He was born in '57, mm-hmm. so. Uh, he had a lot of those, and I, I know that he grew up on them, and I'm so intrigued. Uh, they'd be kind of fun someday, someday to go back and try to read some of those, because uh, mm-hmm. that's really out of my, like, uh, as I talked about a lot, not just new to comics, but also new to, like, the Avengers right now, reading, like, a, a story that is ongoing. I'm more into, like, the graphic novel or contained story or whatever, so mm-hmm. going and reading an actual, like, the beginning of it all sounds pretty rad, though, so. Yeah, I want to do that with the original spider-man issues as well with uh stanley and steve ditko but uh i'm just slowly making my way through there yeah got four weeks i (laughs) i can do it (laughs) i'll I'll do my best anyway that's cool um uh so jumping off of uh, a comic book i have a comic book tv show that i watched which was the boys on amazon i've heard good things um it is uh very dark and yep. <laughs> have you read this book i've it uh, man it was like a long running series i think it ran for like 50 or 60 issues somewhere in there okay. um, and i read like the first half yeah like maybe the first 30 or so um and i liked it but eventually i just fell off of it because it was just like 
okay this is a lot of this like same thing yeah okay so I'd, i'd be intrigued to go read the book um i don't remember ever i think i remember hearing about it a little bit before the show but it was mostly the show that i had heard about so that's kind of all my whole basis is off of uh carl urban uh he's he's just awesome uh he's really fun i think he was greatly cast in this role um they had some other some other people in it um that i recognized from like bit parts here and there but uh for the most part it was just him that i really knew oh and elizabeth shoe another one of my uh childhood crushes who's still banging um from Melrose Place? No, Elizabeth Shue. I don't think she was on Melrose Place, at least. Um, she was on Adventures to Baby- in Babysitting. Um, uh, Back to the Future 2. She's Marty's girlfriend who takes oh, over the okay. role. Um, yeah, she's just... Uh, I've always loved her so much. Um, she was like in Leaving Las Vegas. Um, stuff like that. She's been in a bunch of stuff. but uh, okay. I haven't seen her in a long, long time. And I didn't know she was in this until... like I, I don't think I remember seeing her in the trailer. I, th- I think I just saw, saw the episode and then she was there. She's like the one of the main leaders of the corporation behind the, the soups as they call them, uh, the superhero heroes in this, but, uh, it's a really cool story for people that don't know. Essentially it is a, a world where superheroes exist and they are more like a company's product. And they, instead of like the Avengers that we have that are like made up and they have like their superhero, like MCU, they have like their, own movies and TV shows and product placements and shoes and like cereals and stuff, but they're actually real superheroes in real life. And it's, it's a pretty cynical view of the world. Like I I like to to think of, you know, a real world example of how would we react if actual people had super superpowers. And I'm, I'm just such more of an optimist that I think that people would, it would be good. They would save people. It would be all this stuff. But like, honestly, (laughs) As dark and as shitty as it sounds, uh, this seems way more accurate to what our world might actually produce. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the, the stretch of that is not just that they are like marketed and stuff and not really like saving people as much as you might think. They are also like douchebags in real life. So like they use their powers for, they just don't care. Like they just don't care about people. Uh, the main storyline mm-hmm. is a, about like a, a soup killing a guy's girlfriend uh, in the midst of like saving somebody or whatever and and him trying to get justice for that and then that leads him mm-hmm. on his journey and uh, Carl Urban recruits him into the, the boys which is like a group that's trying to like bring down the soups or like expose them and stuff and uh, but yeah they really like man this show I haven't seen anything streaming at all that is this like they, they cuss like fucking crazy they I mean there are like sexual jokes there are, um, like, I don't know. There's just so there's so much that's going through my head right now. I don't want to spoil anything, obviously, but it's like there's <laughs> just sweating. so much. Yeah, uh, uh, there's just so much that it's just, I was just like flabbergasted that they allowed this stuff. I, I, and I saw one thing. I didn't see what it was, but Amazon requested that like one thing was cut. They didn't yeah. want to be in there. And, I read what that was. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what it is, but like they let a lot of shit through. Um, mm-hmm. So it was it was good though. I liked it. The uh, the only thing is, uh, the one spoiler that I will give is it is another one of these fucking shows that you're going and going and going. There's like eight episodes, and it gets to the eighth episode, and they're like, oh, these five plot lines that we had going, here's sort of an answer to one of them. Come back next season. And I was so <laughs> let down. I hate – I'm like, just give me some sort of cohesive one-story element season 
that I can get behind and something happens and they left like it was like one of those where I was like checking the time in the last episode and I was like there are 20 minutes left they haven't solved a damn thing and so it's like they're <laughs> yeah. obviously leading they were already greenlit for season two so mm-hmm. they knew they were going to get more so that's fine I'm just like I just like the story at least to have somewhat of a conclusion in each season so that it feels yeah. you get that catharsis like there's I feel like the story's not even over I just watched half of a movie and there's like literally nothing that ended it you know um, yeah. So I liked it up until that point, and then that pissed me off. And I think that's a good spoiler to give out, so people know kind of what they're getting into, at least. But, yeah. I uh, just from reading the comic, I knew that the series was going to be violent, but they don't really put that on, you know, uh, commercials on yeah. regular TV, right? Um, you just can't see it. But I think like the week before it came out, uh, there's a new Slipknot video that came out for a new song they released called Soulway Firth. And I pulled that up to watch the video. And at the beginning of the video, it had what I thought was a commercial for the boys. Oh, yeah. And it just like, wow, this is a actual long commercial. I'm, I'm sitting there waiting <laughs> for the skip button to pop up. Yeah. I'm like, I'm ready to get, get on with this. And then I hear like the music kick in. I was like, oh, this is... That's one of those music videos that incorporates like footage from like a movie or whatever into it. And I'm just not generally a fan of those, those type of things because they generally don't hold up, but (laughs) this actually doesn't seem too bad. Like in the music video, they have like some of the like, like super gross, like violence. Oh yeah. So like in this particular case, it, it kind of sold me on on the show. Like I had planned on watching it eventually anyway, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it looks pretty violent just from yeah. what I saw briefly in those those quick shots there. So it's pretty awesome. I definitely think you would like it. Um, any comic book fan, I think, should watch it. It's 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 very good for that. They they basically are like Justice League clones, their whole team yeah. or whatever. They, the main one is like a Superman, essentially. He has like laser eyes. He flies around and stuff. Um, He's like Homelander? Homelander, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm, I'm forgetting all their names. There's like Queen Maeve, who is uh, like... Her costume is like pretty much exactly like Wonder Woman's and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's very much like that. Um, they have like a, a uh, like a speedy guy. Um, I can't remember what his name is and stuff. But uh, but yeah, they have some interesting things. Like uh, and it definitely the the longer it went on and the the more they it's like this team you know trying to expose them so that, like they're finding out more and more info. Um, so that was really interesting. Like the the backstory of soups in this world and like how they came about and stuff uh was cool um the the main chick too that's like part of the group is um she's like new to the team they had someone like retire they're called the seven instead of like the justice league Mm -hmm. so they have six people they need one more and she gets on there and she was she is a like a jesus freak basically she was like raised in like the like super christian world of like like christian concerts and stuff and they they play with that a lot more than i thought uh, there's like a lot of talk about like God and God giving people powers and stuff, which obviously for Brit and I, you know, it's not what we think and believe, but it was really interesting as well. The, then bringing that stuff into uh, yeah. superhero world, because that's another thing I think would be big in our actual world. If that came about that people would attribute mm-hmm. that to God. So that was a really yeah. interesting um, thing. And also I was a part of that kind of culture for a while growing up and uh, to see it now, it like makes me cringe. And so, to watch that in this context and stuff was just like very, uh, very interesting. I think that was kind of cool. So I had a lot of good mm-hmm. points. I think, uh, uh, you definitely like it. And, uh, I would love to talk about it with you afterwards. Cause there's so many things that I'm like, I can't mention this, but man, that was fucked up. 
you know, <laughs> like over and over again. So, and that was on uh, on Prime, right? Yeah, Amazon Prime. Prime, Prime Video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, I, I wanted to to mention what that deleted scene was. Oh yeah, uh, or the the one that they got that vetoed on. Um, I guess Homelander flies up in whatever city they're in. Does it say what city they're in? Then New York or. I feel like, yeah, Chicago it's just like New York or something, yeah. Duluth. Um, he flies <laughs> up to the top of the the Duluth building. Yep. And uh, evidently he, like, stands on the side of it and uh, starts jacking off. And I guess oh. he comes on the city. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, nah. That's like no. That's not even that much of a stretch from most of the other, mo- like the other stuff in that show, so. Oh, really? Okay. I could, on, like, depending on what they actually showed, that might be the, the issue, but, uh. If they hinted at that, that would be that would totally fit in, like yeah. easy. Yeah, there's some really weird shit in that show. Yeah, it's yeah. cool though. Not a lot of stuff go, goes there, and they really went there. I think it it pays off better now than it would have if it came out back in the like ten years ago yeah. or whatever. Because there's more of a a basis for um, people, you know, like viewers to understand like the difference between you know, the Avengers or, you know, the Justice League, everyone's favorite, um, compared to the seven. Like there's yeah. a better contrast to yeah, it. You yeah. know? Like I think if if the Watchmen movie came out now, it would hold a little more weight for most people. Totally. Just because there's a you're taking this trope that people are now familiar with and flipping it on its head. Yeah. You know? Um yeah. Well, I yeah, I know. I, I totally agree. I think uh, just like the Watchmen show coming out will probably hold a little more weight because of that. Uh, the movie would have too. And then with with the boys, it definitely is because uh, Carl Urban's whole premise basically is like everybody thinks these people are heroes, but what if they're actually assholes? And it's like there's yeah. nothing to say. Like most superhero movies we get, they're like good people, whether they're misguided or not. They're generally good people or they are like very much like supervillains and stuff. You know, you can really see that like clear line almost. And, uh, and this, it's like, who, who's really good and who's really bad. And most people yeah. are, are not either one, you know, they're, they're, uh, a, the gray area in between and they're like, superheroes are going to be that same way. And they also might be totally fucking awful people. They just yeah. have powers and they're going to do right. <laughs> fucking yeah. awful shit. You know, they're just going to so, get away with what, yeah. what they can. Yeah. Which kind of dovetails into Watchmen of like who watches the Watchmen, you know, who exactly. polices the police, that type of thing. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So it it's cool. all coming full circle. Yeah. Into a lake of jizz. From the <laughs> <Enjoy>. <laughs> oh, um, okay, so I've got I think I've got a, a couple more things on my okay. list here. Um, I'll try to be quick about it. So uh, as we've discussed on the podcast, I'm not a fan of country music. Yeah, I don't like it. And I think it should all burn. Uh, back to you. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My anti-endorsement. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, so I don't. I don't like country music. Uh, however, I have come across, thanks to pop culture and it being prevalent just like everywhere, I have come across a song that's in the country vein. Not necessarily a country song, but it's uh, tap dancing on its grave. Okay. Again, country music should die. Um, so <laughs> I came across the song. <laughs> can't believe we're going to talk about this. Uh, I came across the song Old Town Road mm. by Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. Uh, featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Have you heard this song? I have. Do you know what this is? Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Steven, I love this song. Oh, I know I shouldn't. I can't believe it. I know I shouldn't. (laughs) But it's so stupid. Oh, man. It it, uh, scratches this uh, weird itch Uh for me. I completely understand why people don't don't like it. Um, No, but it's fucking uh, huge. It is massive. It's a massive song. Um, And uh, it just, uh, let's see here. Uh, it uh, just became the like longest running song to like be at number one or whatever. It like beat um, Elton John's "Candle in the Wind." Wow, or something like that. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It says uh, Nasex holds the record for the most weeks since the chart was first introduced in 1958 um, at I guess holding the song at number one or whatever. So. Uh, yeah, 17 weeks at number one, uh, which is crazy. Like, wow. I had never heard the song in full until a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, whenever you watch a video on YouTube, it would have, like, these weird, like, TikTok videos at the beginning that you would eventually mm. be able to skip. And there's this one of this guy who is, like, just, like, a regular dude. And then, like, once the, the lyrics kick in, he, like, shakes the camera and he's dressed like a farmer rapping in front of a tractor or whatever. And I was just like, I don't know what song this is, but it's fucking weird. Didn't give much thought about it. But eventually I uh, come to find out the name of the song. I looked it up and I was like, I know I didn't like this, but I kind of do. Kind of having fun with this. I am um, shocked. Yeah. That's uh, so funny. And I think it's it should be noted that uh, Lil Nas X recently came out as being gay. Mm-hmm. So let, to put that in context, right? So we have this black gay rapper who makes a country song featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Uh, it's a stupid ass song, but it is uh, it dethrones the the previous uh, record holder for Fucking longest Elton running song. John. El- Elton John, also gay, yeah. but he 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 writes. Um, I guess he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it beat Candle in the Wind 1997. So mm. it was the Princess Diana version of yeah. it. So we that song was dethroned by this song. I can't. Yeah, that's crazy. About a guy riding a horse yeah. down an old town road. Steven, I can tell you <laughs> love this song and you are ready to gush about it. Gush about it. Um, I This is one of those. It's like that fucking is the dress blue or gold it's like this <laughs> this internet phenomenon that I just like avoided, you know. Like I was just yeah, like I don't want yeah. any part of this, um, or like El Despacito or whatever. Uh, and then like another song or something that was like huge or something like that. Yeah, it was like a couple of dudes featuring Justin Bieber. Yeah, which, which I still yeah. haven't heard. Like I I just like avoided those things. So I heard about this, and it was one of those like everybody. It's just like everywhere. And I don't listen to the radio, so I had never heard it. Um, it never really came up except for the internet kept talking about it and stuff. And then he kept coming out with various things about the song. And then he came out as gay and he was like, obviously I'm gay. Like I gave all his hints and stuff. And so that caused like a whole new thing. And so it, I don't know, like finally though, I broke down and I was like, I'm going to like, I need to listen to this thing, I guess a little bit. And uh, I, I hate it. I <laughs> <laughs> I can't even like listen to it right now in my head. It's it was a few weeks ago that I finally listened to it, and it wasn't like the whole song. It was like uh, the first like minute maybe or whatever. But um, yeah, and I do like some country, but I don't like any modern country, and so that's part of it for me. But uh, yeah, I'm shocked that you like this. Uh, I mean, teach their own. Obviously, it's a huge juggernaut of a song, but 
Yeah, I'm not saying it's good, right? Yeah. Uh, what I am saying is that it's, um, this is what I think country music is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. But it's catchy, at least, this but one. But it's catchy. This one is, yeah. Yeah, yeah this, this particular one. Um, so, yeah, obviously, like, I'm, I'm very late to this bandwagon that people are rapidly getting off of. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, I thought it was uh, important to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to mention all the show. Wow. It is a pop culture show. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I just don't know what to say now. I don't know how to follow this up. <laughs> Interesting. Well, let me follow it up. Please. With one thing that you may eventually um, enjoy. Okay. So, the weekend it came out, Brandy and I went to go see Toy Story 4. Oh, yeah. And uh, we both really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really did. Um, now, I don't think we were clamoring. Brandy and I were clamoring for a Toy Story 4. I thought if they just left it off at Toy Story 3, that would have been fine. Yeah. It was a, a, a great ending yeah. um, to that series up to that point. So this is kind of like, a, oh, hey, you know that thing that ended uh, almost perfectly? Here's another one. Yeah. You're like, uh-oh. I don't know how to think about that. Yeah. This, this could rapidly go off the rails. Uh, and I'm here to tell you, it was good. Yeah, um, right I was really impressed, like, at the end of this movie. I'm not going to spoil anything at all. Um, but uh, maybe this is the end of it. I don't know if they uh, would do a Toy Story 5. Uh-huh. They they could, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Um, but um, just the, the place they leave it um, is, is really interesting okay. for... For these characters, um, I, I I will say that my wife loved Forky, which is yeah. a, <laughs> uh, a toy like spork that comes to life and is like Frankenstein to life. Uh-huh. And dude, it is so fucking funny. Like he keeps trying to kill himself. Essentially, like yeah. he knows he's trash, so he keeps throwing <laughs> himself in the trash. And Woody keeps having to like rescue him and be like, "No, you got it. You can't fucking do that." But it's not like the whole movie. It's like the first act or whatever uh-huh. um, is him doing that. That would have gotten old real quick. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's uh, there's some some new villains in this movie, mm-hmm. um, who you get to see a full range of who they are and what they're doing by the end of it, and it makes you think differently of them, mm. which is really impressive for any movie, let alone like a CGI movie aimed at like families and and kids, yeah, um, who are just waiting outside of a Claire's, you know, waiting <laughs> to get their ears pierced. <laughs> But uh, man, like I was, I was really impressed with Toy Story Four, and uh, obviously it's been out for a while, and I'm sure plenty of people have seen it. But if you haven't yet, mm-hmm. definitely check it out, um, either in theaters now or when it comes out on, on video. But um, you, you could definitely do worse than than seeing this fourth installment. So I'm not even sure this is really a spoiler, uh, because Toy Story Four is out, and Toy Story Three has been out for so long, but. Uh, I just wanted to kind of confirm. I, I've only seen up through Toy Story three, but at the end of that, uh, uh, like a little girl gets a hold of those toys. Is that where this one picks up? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's with okay. um, man. I can't think of her name now. Shit. Uh, Andy with an I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really didn't even try. <laughs> yeah. They suck all their creativity into everything else. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's with the new girl. Okay, um, cool. so, so she still has, has the toys. Um, oh my God, I forgot to tell you, uh, there is a scene in this movie and it's such a, like a dumb, like throwaway joke that they left in the movie that I was like doubled over in laughter, <laughs> just laughing way too long in the theater. And I remember Brandy looking at me, she's like, are you okay? Like, yeah. 
it was funny, but I mean, like, come on. <laughs> oh, man. And it, it involves a high five uh, okay. that is left hanging. Uh, only well, that's <laughs> always a good joke. Yeah, it's, uh, but, yeah. Nice. But, yeah. Well, that's it's, cool, though. Very good. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. know you guys got to see it. Um, from what I'd heard, it's exactly like you're saying. It's like everybody was like, Toy Story is one of the best reviewed and loved, like, beloved franchises of all time. Like, um, almost every one of those movies had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Toy Story 3 was fucking great and emotional and cathartic uh-huh. and a great ending. And I think a lot of people were kind of like, why would you do anything after that? But uh, I've heard from so many people online, uh, like everywhere, just like you're saying that like, yeah, we didn't necessarily need it, but man, they they did it all over again. It's so good. So good for them. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I'll, I'll definitely see it when it comes out to video. Uh, Bonnie is the little girl's okay, name. Cool. Bonnie. Yeah. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention that uh, Key and Peel are in this as uh, Ducky and Bunny. Nice. And yeah. uh, you know, it's uh, it's appropriate that Jordan Peel plays Bunny. And uh, think back to the movie Us. There's there's bunnies in that. Oh, right? so there's a so. connection. They're kind of similar. That really opens up the Toy Story world. Okay, so <laughs> that's what I wasn't going to say. But uh, <laughs> Toy Story Four uh-huh. is also Us too. What? Would they? It kind of works that they could be the tethered to someone out in the world. They're just toys. Mm. Is that addressed in the movie? I don't know. No, it's not. <laughs> but, I mean, you you can you can pretend. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It, it was a really good That's movie. Cool. Yeah, and, right like the the voice cast is like spot on. Um, so much so that like, I I didn't even. Like, sometimes you go into an animated movie, and you're like, boy, that voice sounds familiar. Who is that? But I was just so, like, sucked into this world mm-hmm. that I didn't even think about it until after, you know, we got in the car on the way home. Uh, I was driving, and I just, you know, pulled up my phone and started uh, looking things up um, as I was driving, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, the safe way. <laughs> you know? yeah. But my wife was, you know, with me, so she could have said, hey, you're veering off the road. Hey, you're driving through this target. She was, you know? yeah, she was holding the wheel from the passenger side for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I slap her hand away, you know, yeah. because it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm driving right. here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had to shout because I had the radio up super loud. <laughs> it's the best I'm way to do it. to Old Town Road. Oh, and I asked man. Her politely through screaming. That would make me crash. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, that's cool, though. I'll, I'll definitely uh, check out Toy Story 4 at some point. Oh, the one final thing I'll yeah. mention about it, uh, Don Rickles, um, there were archival recordings of him. Oh, cool. Uh, so, so he does have like a couple of lines, but sometimes they're just like, yeah, or hey, you know, uh, but even still, it is nice fun. to hear that come out of uh, Mr. Potato Head, Don Rickles. So rest in power. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else? I'm, I'm good on my end. All right. I'm going to do two more. Uh, oh, it's not we'll... a two more. <laughs> That was good. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bundle some together that I watched. I just told you about these recently that I, I finally uh, re-got and rewatched uh, some of the Evening with uh, Kevin Smith DVDs. Uh, oh, or I watched okay. them online, but um, so the ones that I had were uh, Evening with Kevin Smith one and two, and then I'm trying to remember Too Fat for Forty, which is the fourth of his like talking series, and then yeah. um, Silent but Deadly, which was the one that he just recorded. Uh, the night he had his heart attack. So uh, not all of them are online, uh, unfortunately. We should we should definitely... Uh, Kevin Smith, I think, listens to this podcast. Uh, he's got time in his hands. Um, yeah. What's up, Kev? We need we need uh, sold out a three-vending, the, th- the part three out. And I think there's another one, too. Maybe like a part five uh, that is not available streaming. Uh, very upsetting. 
But uh, so I couldn't watch those. But it was really fun. I actually watched uh, Two Fat for Forty. Was like a ninety nine cent rental on iTunes. Uh, not Two Fat for Forty. The newest one, The Silent But Deadly. So I watched it first, and then went back and found the other ones. Um, but it was so interesting to see. And, and even with Kevin Smith, uh, one and two, if people haven't seen these, they're just like Q and A. So at, they started like college tours that he was doing like back in the late nineties, early two thousands. And then, um, slowly but surely he's become like such a good podcaster and like public speaker and stuff. And he's, he's done more and more of these specials and man, to see, to, to, to watch his newest one and to see the persona that he's created for himself and how comfortable he is on stage and telling stories. And then going back to whenever he was like early on in that, and he really He's always been a great storyteller, but like he didn't know how to like interact with audiences. Like he seemed almost bored at at points or whatever. Um, yeah. And it was so funny to see like how much he has changed over time. And I, I he is just such a fucking joy to watch now. Uh, and all of these were great. I highly recommend all of them. Um, and it was really fun. I'd love to to watch him uh, or talk about him with you at some point, Brent, too. But uh, he goes through so much stuff. There's so much content. Uh, the first evening with is like four hours long or something. Um, and they kind of get yeah. shorter from there, but he, he's such a talker and they're, and they're so good. Uh, it was just such a, a fun thing for me to watch. I, I hadn't realized I, I, I watched him change over the years. So slowly as life went on and I saw more and more of these series and then to see them like back to back and realize like really the, how much he has changed is just crazy. Um, and his, his storytelling is so much more, uh, like in those, in that venue is so much more, uh, fun and 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 everything that he's he's just really into it so uh yeah definitely highly recommend all of those uh they're all available to like rent or buy on itunes those those four um the rest of them still aren't uh maybe like dvd and stuff so i think it was too fat for 40 where uh <laughs> i know it's one of them i think it's this one where one person asks a question. Yes. Kevin Smith begins to answer it. And like the, that first question asker, he just like sits down on the floor yeah. by the microphone. And then uh, Kevin Smith talks for like 90 minutes. Yeah. And he's like, does that answer your question or whatever? <laughs> like it's the whole show is from it's that one so question. It's so funny. I thought about yeah. that because Brent and I, uh, years ago, we'd gone to the Red State premiere and they did a Q&A afterwards. And we, we walked the red carpet. Of yeah. course, you were already <laughs> going to be there. A bunch of we children. did go to like a premiere sort of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were wearing tuxedos, of course. Um, I was wearing a beautiful ball gown. It was ball gown. Yeah, <laughs> his balls were hanging out of it. It was very lovely. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it was like a cutout window, like for cleavage. Um, no, but uh, if you remember that, Brent, like you know, there was like a few questions asked, and then somebody stood up, like two two people stood up, and they were they had been part of the Westboro Baptist Church. They were part of that family. And he was like, "Get the fuck on stage, let's talk." And that was it. And I always felt like that was so great. And it was so interesting because it was so related to the movie he made. But I always felt so bad for the other people in line waiting to ask, like, hopefully yeah. good questions. And they all just had to, like, they all sat there for a while hoping, yeah. you know, it would keep going. And I'm sure that same thing, like, they're usually, like, especially the first evening with, um, it's, like, people lined up on both sides. And it's, like, multiple colleges. So, it's, like, everybody gets to ask their questions and stuff. And it's fun to yeah. see their banter. And it, I, I, I imagine, like, so many people at that show we're so disappointed not to be able to interact with him and ask her questions, but it was so epic when he yeah. just keeps going and trails all of these stories into one giant story. I think it starts with Bruce Willis yeah, and then yeah. expands out from there. And then at the very end, just to be like, eh, cool, is that answer your question? And then that's the end of the show. It was so <laughs> yeah. comedically epic. It was so Kevin Smith. It was wonderful. So that is awesome. I just always felt bad for the other people involved. So, yeah, but fuck them. Um, yep. So that, 
You got to get yours, man. That's right. Yeah. It's all about you. you, and you alone. I also felt bad for that dude who's just sitting in the aisle and he like has to like look over someone's armrest the whole time, you know, look yeah. at him, whatever. But again, comedic genius. Yeah. You, you have mm-hmm. to play a part. So, um, yep. so the, another one I texted Brent about the other day, uh, I was drinking, I was on HBO, I was checking things out and I decided to put on the new, the predator that came out in 2018 or maybe earlier this year. I'm not even sure. Uh, oh, featuring R. Kelly. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. But uh, so this movie, um, this was Shane Black, who I love, and we've talked about on this podcast. And he brought mm-hmm. back an old writing partner, partner of uh, Fred Decker, who they co-wrote and uh, Fred Decker directed Monster Squad, which is one of my favorite movies of all time and childhood movie. And I've talked about it a lot on the show. And I love Fred Decker and I love Shane Black. They both have a, a very specific comedic sense of humor that I really like. Um, I hadn't heard a whole lot about this, actually. I, I, I feel like I heard a few bad things prior to it, but I was like, whatever. I'll, I think I'll enjoy it. I like them. And I, I texted Brent. I, I fell asleep eventually. It was, it was really late. Um, I was watching this at like 1 in the morning. But uh, I watched like the first two-thirds of it, and I fucking loved it. It was great. Uh, it was so funny. Um, Keegan-Michael Key is in it, uh, who I hadn't seen a whole lot outside of Key and Peele at that point, and he, he nailed mm-hmm. it. Um, a lot of the people involved were really good. They had the, the main guy from Moonlight, who was so good in that dramatic role. Um, he was in this as like a, a comedic role a little bit. Um, the main guy, especially in this movie, uh, essentially this, this one starts like all kind of predators do. You know, there's like the predators come to Earth and stuff, and they're going to hunt people or whatever. He is like a soldier, and he's sniping at the time, and a, a ship crashes down, and so he makes like first contact, and that kind of sets into motion his storyline. And I wasn't sure from the trailers and stuff what I would think about this guy, and I didn't really know him from anything. He looked kind of like, um, you know, like kind of like Scott Eastwood coming into <laughs> to Fast and <laughs> Furious, right? Like he seemed yeah. like a generic white guy like all those generic white guys and I was just like I'm not going to be into this guy in this role at all his name is Boyd Holbrook and once I started the movie I was like I fucking love this guy he really fits that role and he is the generic white guy but he's he's working it he's doing really well in this role and I looked him up to see what else he was in he was one of the villains in Logan uh, oh he's like got the cybernetic hand exactly or whatever. and like I was like guy? oh okay. I liked him in Logan I forgot about him um, yeah. So I was like, I'm cool with him, you know? Um, and he was in Narcos, I guess, as well. Um, but yeah, so I actually kind of dug him. Um, this movie, he works for this movie, though, specifically because the, the way that I think this movie works and the best review that I saw online about it was this movie has way more sensibilities from 1988 than it does in 2018. And <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted, especially out of a Predator movie, which is such a weird franchise that has not been that has been mostly bad. Uh, yeah. I like the first movie. Uh, people recall I did talk about the rest of the series that I watched. Uh, Predator with Schwarzenegger, I, I really dug. Predator Two, which is in L.A. Uh, with fucking Murtaugh. Um, mm-hmm. Briggs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, was really weird. Um, yeah. I don't really care for the Alien versus Predator series, but uh, Predators, uh, I actually dug. Uh, a lot. Uh, the one that... Uh, oh, with uh, the piano in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Piano and, uh, and Eric from that 70s show. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. But I still liked it. You know, I dug it. Um, 
And then this one, uh, I... Donna. I, <laughs> that's all he says the entire movie. It's really weird. Uh, he tries to kick open a door and it just slams him to the yeah. back wall. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm not strong. He's a right. slight fellow, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one I, I, I was all about. I, I watched the trailer and I, I didn't know a ton about it. I knew that basically he sees this like first contact. They... Um, throw him in, like, a, a prison bus with a bunch of other, like, army prisoners and stuff uh, who had done different things. But what I what I, I hope is not a spoiler, and I didn't really realize going into it, though, is it is a bus of uh, crazy people. They're all in, mm. in, like, war jail because they did, like, crazy things. Like, Thomas Jane is in it, and he, he has some issues, but he also has Tourette's, um, which mm. is kind of a weird thing in 2018, but totally would have worked in 1988. And that's why it works for me in this. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Um, Sterling K. Brown is in it. Uh, oh, okay. It was awesome, right? And yeah. he plays this like douchey lead guy of the like lab where they like catch the predator and stuff. Uh, this is all like in the first like few minutes, whatever. Um, kind of setting it up. Um, they catch a predator. <laughs> is Chris, is Chris Hansen there? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Come on in, have a seat. <laughs> um, and like I'm watching this movie and. I'm just having a good time. Like, if you really, like, turn your brain off and get into it and you like the Predator series, like, I don't know why people hate it in this movie so much. Um, as I found out after I watched it and loved it, um, Olivia Munn plays, <laughs> who I know from, like, G4, Attack of the Show, and mm-hmm. didn't expect to become, like, an actress. And, you know, her roles generally are not this way, but um, she plays kind of a, a badass um top of the like entire world of evolutionary biologists um she's like a doctor they have to go like find and i was like olivia munn sure yeah i'll buy that (laughs) um go into it you know they had um they they get to the facility and fucking jake Busey is there and when jake Busey showed up i was like this is like a 1980s tv movie this is awesome like it, it it filled in everything that i wanted from it um, there's a big part of it that, uh, that I found that people didn't like, and it's, um, Jacob Tremblay, who was from the movie Room and is an awesome child actor, uh, yeah. is in this, you and I even talked about this, I think, on the show about watching the trailers, and it's like a fucking kid in the, is in this movie, it's gonna be awful, uh, but he's yeah. just so good, and the way he gets into the, sh- into the movie, I think, is really good. He is the son of Boyd Holbrook, the main character, um, and I like the way that they bring him in, but, um, he... He has, like, they don't talk about it a ton, but he has, like, Asperger's, or however you say that. Um, he has, like, some, some, some mental issues. He's, on some, some, he's part of the spectrum, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. And that plays into the, the, the role, like, a role in the movie, and people have a big problem with that. Um, I don't want to spoil a ton of that, but I, I'm fine with it. Uh, and I thought he portrayed that pretty well. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a, it has, like, a 30-something percent in Rotten Tomatoes. I totally get this is like uh, versus like Silicon Valley I talked about earlier where I get why people like it and I hated it. Um, I loved this and I get why people hate it. <laughs> like it's just good to me. And I was so glad to have my, my, my boy Fred Decker come back in. He hasn't done a ton over the years since Monster Squad. So I was just ha- glad to have him back. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'd recommend it. Uh, People might just fucking hate it, though, and that's fine. It's one of those that I'm going to still like, and I can't wait to watch it again. The only thing I'll say is I, I did mention I watched like the first two-thirds of it. 
came back the next day and watched the last third, which I knew that they had uh, production troubles with. And it does it does kind of close out a little like shittier. Um, the the first two thirds are really what I really liked so much. Uh, but overall, still really dug this movie. So, is it fair to say that this movie, The Predator, is your Old Town Road, Stephen? <laughs> are we not Damn it. <laughs> on the same page? You might have me there, Brad. You might have me there. <laughs> no, I, I really want to see this movie now. Like, yeah, I was kind of on the fence. Um, I I love the idea of Predator. I think he looks so fucking cool. Yes, like that Stan Winston design like holds up so well, even though you know. On the weekends, Predator go to the club. You know, yeah. you got the fishnets on. <laughs> He's missing the glow That's sticks right. and the passy. <laughs> but um, I, I just like the general idea of it. Um, and, man, I really want to like those Alien versus Predator movies just yeah. because they're just like, they're two, like, alien monsters coming together. You get, mm. get to see them battle on screen, but it just, just doesn't work. Um and I thought the uh, the piano Predator movie was all right. Mm. Um, was it Predators with an S? Yeah. Is that what you said earlier? Yeah. Um, but I was kind of on the fence on this one. Uh, I think the Terror Table guys said that they liked it mm. kind of generally. And, um, and, and for the same reasons that you did. Like, you have to watch it through a specific lens to kind of get yeah. what they're going for. Um, and uh, Shane Black has firsthand experience with the Predators since he was in that that first movie, right? Yeah. He was, um, he's a soldier. He, he was, yeah, he was the guy that was like, he, he told a joke to the one like super stone faced guy. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and he didn't laugh. And then he told him a different joke at a separate time. And then the guy was just, he like cracked a smile and then he just laughed maniacally. Yeah. <laughs> just so weird. It like breaks the rules of three. It's just like, eh, we'll just do it twice. Yeah. And <laughs> it's fine. But he pulled in. So yeah, he was a part of that. Uh, actually like, as an actor and he was like the comedic mm-hmm. relief. Um, and I like it now because he brings in some of those like dirty jokes, like Keegan Michael, he keeps selling a lot of dirty jokes in it. And they're so <laughs> bad. Like, again, like they're very like eighties, but like right now it's like awful. Um, like, uh, one I'll, I'll say is, uh, he's talking about a uh, Michael James, not Michael James, um, Thomas James character. Thomas and he's like, um, what's the difference between a joke and five black guys? His mom can't take a joke. <laughs> it's like that kind of stuff. It's that humor throughout the whole thing. I like it. So fucking funny. Yeah. So like oh, that man. that stuff I was like, it's it's not very like that's not very 2018, but it's fucking funny. It and is. so I like if you go into it knowing that, I think yeah, you have a good time. So Alright, I'm down. I yeah. gotta watch this movie. That now. one joke Holy sold shit. you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's all I need. Like it, it took me like a, a, a slight like a quarter second longer. Yeah. I was like, oh, I see what they're yeah. doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're really going for it. <laughs> yeah. So That's I dug awesome. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I uh, and, and surprised myself. You told me via text that this movie does not take place during Christmas. So that is yeah, true. I'd, I'd be down to watch it. Yeah. Halloween instead, which is which is good. Yeah. Because Shane mm-hmm. Black's movies generally do. I was looking forward to that. I was hoping. Um, but yeah, for you, much better to not have it that way for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. Well, anything else on this uh, short episode? Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, I I told Brent before the show I had thirty nine different things to talk about today. <laughs> I have a list. That's not a joke. Um, I think I made it through a good chunk of them today, but uh, I think that's got to be it for 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 now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's got to be. I can't even talk anymore. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe we should do some more pop culture catch up for the next episode. Then I think we're gonna have to. <laughs> Okay. All right. I really need so to that's get what caught we'll do up. For the next, yeah. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. We'll and then you there. can backlog some more stuff. And yeah. yeah. It's all good. 
It's all good. Exactly. That's how we do. <laughs> um, so we'll do another pop culture catch up on the next episode. Um, and, and if people are curious about whether or not we're going to do Hobbs and Shaw, uh, we will eventually, we'll probably wait till it comes out on like digital or, yeah. or Blu-ray or whatever to, to do that. But uh, it's forthcoming. You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do it. I've already downloaded some uh, songs from the soundtrack oh, nice. and uh, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited for it. So <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. So in the meantime, if you would uh, take a minute to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app, it helps people find us and it helps spread the word. Also, you can contact us by emailing us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTAS pod. You can follow Steven specifically mm-hmm. on letterbox and Twitter at Stephen Fisher 22 and you can follow me the Brent the brown one at or on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard so I think that's going to do it for this here episode yeah so let's just climb on our horses travel down <laughs> old town road I am I'm editing this episode and I am not putting that song at the end <laughs> I know you're not I can't I listen to it that often mm-hmm. if you you mm-hmm. yeah you could have done it but uh mm-hmm fuck i might i don't know we'll see you might be listening to it right now <laughs> fuck i don't know if i can <laughs> well uh brent this was a good long episode uh yeah. got a lot out we needed to talk about so uh yeah we'll look forward to uh doing this again next week hopefully not for as long we'll see probably longer uh, probably, yeah. all right so until next time i'm steven i'm brent and let's talk later sync word for this um i meant to go through and come up with something especially since we're doing a catch-up today um but uh guess what i didn't do that exact thing uh well as usual i didn't even think about it at all i don't even give a second of my time to it until we get here every weekend i'm like oh yeah sync word we do that every week that's true that's true Veronica Mars theme, you know, that was easy. You could come up with something, but yeah, we came up with multiple things for that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, no, open ended thing. No, we don't. God, mm. we're failing. I can feel us failing right now. I feel we're like slipping yeah. off of the charts. We were number one, and then Joe Rogan, <laughs> and then Mark he Mara. came out of nowhere. Yeah, and then uh, the replay of the first season of Serial. Um, yeah. And then fifth, off, d- yeah. fifth down was uh, the Bill O'Reilly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been listening so, to a lot lately. Infowars. It's quite informative. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's right there in the title. Info. <laughs> Info. Yeah. He's just such a rational guy. He really is. So, you know, sometimes I'm like, wait, is there a chance that amphibians could be turning gay? And then I <laughs> checked it out. And yeah, 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 yeah of course. Um, and I'm fine with it. I'm just like, why mm-hmm. aren't they showing up in the pride parades? Wow. I hadn't even thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Good points right there. I mean, hmm. That could really make for an interesting parade. You'd think. Okay. Steven, we, I feel like this is an underrepresented, mm. um, part of our society, part of our planet. Okay. And for that reason, the sink word is gay frogs excellent (laughs) (laughs) 
Who would have seen that coming at the very beginning of this, right? Yeah, exactly. So we got there. Yeah. Okay. For the listeners who have stayed for the outtakes, first of all, I commend you <laughs> for sitting through the entire episode. <laughs> Secondly, for knowing that they're outtakes because we've been doing them for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that a lot of people just skip them. And yeah, uh, I wonder, thirdly, actually, yeah. Yeah. And thirdly, it's uh it's just bonkers. Mm-hmm. This is just straight up bonkers. Yep. You know? We should have planned something, did we? Nah. No. Nah. But it made for uh, great audio? Uh, something like that. Sure. Will any lessons be learned from this? No. Of course not. Well, I think about this at all the next week until the next podcast. Can we have to have another sync word? No. No. Why would you? No. We'll do it. <laughs> I've actually, like, uh, when we um, started doing the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, I think we had recorded a couple of episodes and then we synced up for a friend vacation mm. uh, there were six of us and at that time i went ahead and just set a reminder in your phone every saturday <laughs> night at 1103 to go off that says hey don't forget you have to record a podcast a podcast tomorrow and sometimes you're already asleep and you don't notice it until mm-hmm. that sunday morning when we record but uh otherwise yeah you just completely would, forget about it i would absolutely forget mm-hmm. yeah sometimes people ask me about podcasts uh, not if I'm on one, you know, just like if I would recommend one. And then uh, I have to think hard because I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, I've never been a part of one. And then every Sunday morning, I'm like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. I am a part of one. It's kind of like uh, 50 First Dates, mm-hmm. but every week in a podcast ver- version. Yeah. Kind of. Um, and I've actually been there when somebody's asked you about it. And uh, you said, I don't fucking listen to podcasts. I'm not a fucking loser. Yeah, I've said that. What do you think I am? Yeah. Brent? And then you then you punched a guy. <laughs> well, my lawyer says I didn't. Allegedly, allegedly, I'm not okay, supposed, yeah, I'm allegedly not supposed punched, to talk about punched it. Punched a guy yeah. that we've got on video, and you can be seen afterwards saying, "Do you see that? I, Stephen Fisher, just punched that guy, and I do it again." And but it's I intend not. To. But I like I took it down from YouTube again because my lawyer said uh, it mm. is up on YouPorn, uh, so you can't see it there. Yeah, that's how we watch everything. But. Hey, you want to watch Avengers Endgame before it comes out on digital? Hey, guess what? Pornhub. There it is. You want to watch Hobbs and Shaw right now? Pornhub. Gay frogs? Pornhub. Yeah, absolutely. Now, that one has a lot of a lot of videos, so you're, you're going to have to mm, uh, narrow down. snake your way through there to uh, yeah. find the correct one. But, you know, you'll find it. It's out yeah. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the, the end of that, that video... That you shot where uh you mm-hmm. said i you know i intend to punch somebody again um the very last thing you say before it cuts is uh bring me a judge i'll punch the shit out of a judge it don't matter the gender <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair i say it don't matter the gender a lot because <laughs> gender's a construct cool. and and i uh i like to support uh rights of people you know mm-hmm. yeah. uh, i'm an equal punching opportunist yeah absolutely so that's mm-hmm. me, you know. That's right. <laughs> Punching whoever. It's like, uh, do you remember in 21 Jump Street and Channy Tatum just punches that dude and he's like, you punch me because I'm gay? No, actually, if he didn't punch you because you're gay, that would be worse. <laughs> <laughs> he was just punching anybody. He didn't yeah. care. And then uh, in Deadpool, um, where it has the montage after he finally gets his uh costume 
nailed down. There's that montage of him going around and like killing a bunch of people. And then uh, you see this lady like get punched off of screen onto the screen. And he walks into frame. He's like, oh, my God. Is it wrong that I punched you because you're a woman? It'd be wrong if I if I didn't punch <laughs> yeah. you. Because you're, and I think it just like shoots her in the head or something like that. It's just so weird. Yeah, you got to be equal opportunity. That's the thing. Yeah. And speaking matter. of equal opportunity, mm-hmm. let us sync with gay frogs. Oh, excellent. On excellent. three. <laughs> because we're <laughs> six minutes, minutes into this and uh, still have not synced. So on three. One, two, three. Gay, gay frogs. frogs. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Should we have done yeah, an well. Alex Jones version? Is that what it was? Uh, Gay frogs. <laughs> Did you like that? Did I do? I think I was. I pretty loved that. <laughs> I was not ready for that. <laughs> I just happened to blink like during your yes. facial transition there, uh-huh. and so I like you look normal. I blink. I open my eyes, <laughs> and then you're just like have that Alex Jones face. <laughs> Holy shit! I know. I don't know if I got as quite as red as he is. But I tried mm-hmm. to like scrunch up my face and get closer to the to the mm-hmm. camera, you know, yeah. really freak you out. Well, it worked. Yep. Congratulations. 